Welcome to the VR Gaming Podcast. I'm using this voice because I have a cold and I'm trying to mask that somehow. I'm trying to I'm trying to sound sexy despite this congestion. And today it's it's New Year's Eve. So Alex, yep. how do you feel about being my New Year's Eve date? Feel hot and sweaty from listening to your voice. Are you worked up? Oh yeah. I'm as hard mm-hmm. as a rock. Oh, I am too. <laughs> I can't wait for those balls to drop. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh five hours ahead of me. So he's gonna have his New Year's. Uh, I'm gonna like at seven p.m. for me. You're, you'll have your New Year's. Yep, and I'll probably be asleep. Me too. Yeah, we're both gonna be asleep for New Year's probably. No, I'll probably be awake, but I won't be All doing right. anything. I'll just be probably thinking of your voice while I. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna carry on. I'm gonna carry on saying what I was gonna say. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think actually I th- I was thinking about this today. I don't I think I haven't celebrated New Year's for the past 10 years. Like I think I've been in bed for the past 10 years for New Year's. It's crazy. Like it's all part- it's overrated anyway. It's just a day. Fuck say oh. Ooh, yeah. Now it's a new year. Now I'm going to do I'm going to change my life. I'm going to do something different with my life because <laughs> it's a new day and a new year. No you fucking not. Jesus Christ, you're just going to do the same shit. Give it a few days and you'll be back to normal. Stop kidding yourself. Exactly. Just like all the gyms get full of fat people after New Year's. And then it very quickly goes back to normal. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, Uh, thank you for listening to our complaining about New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. Speaking of complaining, we got a comment on on Spotify. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, SNK God, which I appreciate. I love SNK arcade games. That's SNK made Neo Geo, so you know, like Samurai Showdown and King yeah. of Fighters and all those games. These guys are okay, but all they do is rag on games. I don't want to hear a bitch fest for two hours. Now I have an issue with this comment. It was done on our last okay. video. Mm-hmm. Our our last video was actually three hours. So this you dude doesn't know. Lying he's... Yeah, exactly. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know what time is. I know. Two hours. We were three hours, bitch. Yeah. Otherwise, he's completely right. Totally spot yeah, on. Yeah, we, we do complain too much. And we should probably we should probably be more positive. If we like a game, we should probably say, I like this game, give the positives, and then maybe say the negatives rather than I like this game, and then spend thirty minutes complaining about all the stuff we don't like. But you know, that's that's just that's just the way we are. We we like to moan. I really like to moan. Oh, and that's uh, that, you know I like to tell you about British things that I like. I like moan. I, you know that's not some that's not something anyone ever says over here. We just say complain. Really? We say complain or bitch. We never say moan. But whinge? Yeah. Do you say whinging? No, I've never even heard that. Oh, oh, you like a good whinge. That's like whinge. when someone complains. Yeah, whinging. Wow. Is that W-I-N-G-E? Someone... Uh, W-I-N-G-I-N-G. Whinging or... Wow. Yeah, if you can whinge singularly. Is whinge... Yeah. 
It's just just a way of saying someone's complains a lot. So you're a whinger, basically. Wow. I definitely am. I'm always learning yeah. something new from Alex about. Oh yeah. You know, uh, you know English. This is educational and annoying to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I love to complain. I'm sorry. I'm going to complain a lot in this episode, but I'm also going to say positive things because we're going to talk Good. about game game of the year. So Maybe that's that should be your New Year's resolution. You should complain less. I'll do it a few for days a month, and then, and then I'll go back to yeah, normal. Just do it for a few days, yeah, and then go back to normal, just like All everybody right. else. That sounds good. Yeah. All right, so should we just go to the first game? Yeah. All right. All right. The biggest game release is, of course, Asgard's Wrath 2, which came free with Quest 3. I have a lot to say about this. I don't even know where to begin. All right. So what you're seeing in this video is it's part it's from the intro scene. Like you at this point in the game, you, you haven't remember, even seen hmm? Remember people are listening without the video, so Yeah. Well, uh yeah. So okay, on YouTube, if you watch on YouTube, you can see video. If you're on Spotify or whatever other podcast platform, you're not gonna see it. So there was this bird. So, there was this, look. What'd you say? So tough luck. Yeah, tough luck. Watch exactly. Go to YouTube, leave comments, like and subscribe, and um, you know, yeah, do all that stuff. Anyway, so what you're seeing in the video is right now is some combat in the desert. Earlier, there was this big giant bird that you have to fight, and that's it's from the intro. Like, you haven't even seen the opening credits, opening title screen of the game yet at that point. It kind of starts with this whole cinematic thing, and then you do the fight, and then you, then you, it shows the Asgard's Wrath 2 fiery whatever uh, logo. So when you, when you start, it gives you an option. You know, if you had, if you didn't play Asgard's Wrath 1, you can see like this summary cinematic if you want or in my case you know i beat asgard's wrath one but i still wanted to see it but i was initially kind of disappointed because it was like in this purple and blue color palette so it wasn't full color it was and i had heard from other people how cool it was but i was initially like disappointed because of the color palette it just kind of took me out of it i don't know if i can describe it to you right. other than saying it's like purple and blue it's very low limited color palette and i asked on their discord why they did that and they said it was kind of like an artistic choice but also it helped with performance yeah it's performance it's yeah. definitely performance um so then they do the video they kind of describe the sh the, sh the shit with loki it's kind of vague to me but any anyway you end up in that tavern from the original game and the first thing i noticed is whoa this looks a lot worse because you know you if you're if you remember the tavern from azurath one you know and you can remember the detail and what the characters looked like and everything well you go into this tavern you expect it to look worse you know we're, we're playing on mobile hardware but then like all the gods that were there or the, or the people that were sitting there they're all yellow instead of being full color they're all yellow and i was like is this like another is this like yeah, I saw that in footage. 
and yeah. it looked terrible. Like a lot of, I noticed sometimes that like, they had these yellow, like glowing yellow characters, and I just yeah. thought it looked really, really bad. And it it does look like they've just done it for performance reasons. Because why would you artistically want someone to just be yellow? It just makes no sense. So I asked that a question on the Discord too, and she said they're supposed to be. It's like they're spectral. So I guess they're supposed to be ghosts or something. But I don't really understand why. Mm, so yeah, sometimes in the, than that. yeah, sometimes in the game, yeah, the gods will sometimes be yellow, but sometimes they'll be full color. I think, yeah, just make them full color all the time. I don't know. I don't get it. So then, yeah, you end up doing the bird fight. The bird fight's really cool. That's a great start. Then I think after the bird fight, you see the credits. Maybe then. And you, you get it. Okay, so then these you'll start hearing these. You'll see all these, these like old witchy hands moving around. And you'll hear these all this whispering. Like uh, It's kind of like it reminded me a lot of Sen- Senua's Sacrifice. Where right. you hear whispering, and then this, oh, and then the, oh, the. you're hearing all this. It's three different voices doing all this whispering, and I was yeah. like, oh my god, am I gonna hear this shit the whole game? But actually, no. That's just like mostly like a cutscene type thing. So then you see these three giant goddesses, and the first thing you're gonna notice, I'm sure everybody's gonna notice, is one of the goddesses is topless. But you might say, hey, that sounds cool. No, she's like 90 years old. So her boobs are just sagging like they're like windsock boobs sagging straight to mm. the ground with her nipples that's pointing. Type. That's your type? Yeah. Yeah, pointing straight to the ground. You like to knock them around and flop them around, right? That's what I yeah, remember. Flop, flop them, flip them, yeah. scoop them, scoop them. Yeah, love it. And then like flatten them maybe yeah. with a rolling pin. <laughs> like a... They're already flat anyway. No, that's true. That's yeah. true. I was imagining you making them like a fruit roll up and then sucking on them or something. I don't know why. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so then you have her, the 90-year-old woman with her, her, her boobs are out. Every time you, you go into this game, she's like going to be like one of the first things you see. Because you, you go to this, this, it's called the in-between. It was the world where those three goddesses are. And you have to see her and then go to the right to go to like the campaign on the left. You could go to this thing. That's what is it called? It's like called the rift or something where you can do this uh, like procedurally generated kind of thing where you can just take on enemies and like, you know, maybe level up your character and crap, but it's not part of the campaign. A I don't ever do that. Yeah, roguelike. Yeah, I don't ever do that thing. I did it once because, like, during the campaign, this uh, this woman appeared out of nowhere and was like, told me to go there, and I, I, I was like, okay. I thought it was like part of the campaign, but no, it actually was introducing that roguelike section. Mm-hmm. But that didn't do anything for me. I didn't really understand it. It was confusing. Anyway. <laughs> just an extra back, thing i think yeah it's just an extra thing back to the old lady boobs so there's two younger goddesses that are more attractive they both are clothed why because they've got <laughs> dignity because they have dignity okay yeah. i i as i showed you i asked that question on on their discord too but nobody answered they didn't want to answer that question yeah i was like all right we can see these old ladies boobs F- fine 
but why not see some nicer ones? They didn't answer. No. Yeah. I guess they can't have, you know, kids are going to be playing this game. I guess they can't have a kid. Maybe you get, get a little kid boner. I don't know. Maybe they'll, their parents will get upset, yeah. you know? Yeah, because no, no one gets bonus to sake boobs, so they're okay. Yeah. yeah, so then it's just weird to me that culture is this way. Like where in this game, you're doing so much crazy violence and you're splitting people in half and decapitating them, but we can't see a nice pair of boobs. Like, come on. In Europe, I've always heard it's way more, that's way more liberal with that stuff. Is it? Yeah, certain parts of Europe, especially, uh, people aren't as prude about that sort of stuff. But I don't know. It's it's difficult because obviously things can become a bit hypersexualized, and you don't really want that for young people to constantly have that in the face. So I get I get both sides. It's just it don't really. I mean, honestly, it's not something that would even I would even think about. Um, and obviously, it's something you've <laughs> obviously thought about. <laughs> I put a lot of thought into it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, all right. If boobs are offensive, then why have the old boobs? Why not have them all wearing clothes? I mean, to me, they're more offensive, so, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. More, well, I'd rather see young boobs than old boobs. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I guess I'll move on from that. So then after that, <clears throat> you're introduced to the first character that you're going to end up being uh, Abraxas. And it's weird he, you see him drop into this like dungeon and then you initially think, all right, I'm probably going to like, it's probably going to zoom into his head and I'm going to become him. And you're like, no, all right. You end up watching this pretty long cutscene of him just like going through this dungeon and attacking enemies and going through traps and all this shit. It looks like Indiana Jones type of shit. He even does the whole, uh, the whole Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark thing where he, takes the little treasure and replaces it with something else really fast. You remember right. that scene? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you're like, all right, well, when am I going to start playing? And eventually uh, you end up, he needs your help and you're, you're a base, you're a God. So then you end up taking over his body and then you start playing as a Braxis. He has, he has a sword on one hip and then an ax on the right hip. And then eventually he ends up, you'll get a shield much later in the game. But primarily you're using a sword and, a, and an axe. The axe you can throw and it'll come back to you. So it's like Dungeons of Eternity. And that ends right. up being your primary weapon. Like when you're fighting enemies, you'll, you'll just keep throwing that axe, keep throwing that axe, keep throwing that axe over and over. And it, it actually will get tiring. And so everywhere you go... Everywhere you go, there's tons of pots and boxes and shit to break. And I remember one of my uh, complaints about Assassin's Creed Nexus is that there weren't things like, things like that, really, and that there was there was nowhere to, like, there really was no incentive to go looking for shit. Well, this game yeah. has so many pots and boxes that I felt like it's, like, almost all I was doing. I was just, like... Breaking a pod, breaking a box, walk a few feet over here, break a pod, break a box, walk a few, break a pod, break, break. And I, I don't know if I have OCD or something, but I have this issue where I can't just let them go. I'm like, there might be 
there might be a fucking item in that pot. I gotta go break it. Are you like that, or can you let that shit just go? Um, I don't know. It depends on the game. Like sometimes, no, not really actually. Because like certain games where I'm just, I just walk past them and I'm not bothered. Whereas obviously some people, like every single part or thing they have to smash. It's yeah, like with the um, ancient dungeon, the what's that called? With the multiplayer, ancient. like. Mm-hmm. You and Josh are like constantly smashing all the boxes, and I'm oh, just yeah. like walking past them because I just don't care. So, oh, I wish, but I can't. I can't let it go. <laughs> so you end up you end up collecting all of these items, but for a long time in the game, you're like, all right, I'm collecting tons of shit, but like, but why? Because uh, it takes a while for you to get to the point where you can craft stuff, which. A friend of mine that's playing this game was like, actually asked that question. I'm collecting all this shit, but I have nothing to do with it. What the hell? So I had to tell him, well, later on, you're going to unlock a forge where you can do something. So there's things about this game that are confusing because you can actually go to the forge and see it, but there's nothing to do there. There's there's no person there. So you're like, what? So I had to explain that to him. Um, So as far as the controls... Uh, one thing I don't like is you have to press a button to leap over things. There's no, like, physically pulling yourself over things. Right. And, like, when you're up on a platform, there's usually no way to, like, just just physically let yourself down. You have to press a button to drop down. But sometimes there are ladders, and you can physically climb up the ladders, but some I found, like, the ladder climbing sometimes just didn't work well or sometimes there are ropes and I felt sometimes the rope climbing like I would pull myself to the top and then like let go and then I would just drop down to the bottom again so I was just like all right fuck it I'll just grab the uh the little yellow tape which will automatically teleport me up to the top instead because it just ends up working better yeah uh but this game all right if you played Azure's Wrath 1 the issue most people had with it was that with the combat, you had to do like a certain number of parries to be able to even hurt an enemy. It wasn't yeah. that the the, com- the complaint most people had. They had armor, and you had to parry several times to get the armor to remove, and then you could yeah. go in and kill them. Yeah. Well, this game isn't like that. This game has better combat, where like you usually for most enemies, you don't have to parry. You can just like like I said, you can just keep throwing that axe. And, like, that's that's going to kill most enemies if you just keep throwing it at them. Like, they'll have armor and they'll have shields and shit, but it'll wear that shit down. Um, but your right arm, your right shoulder will get tired from all of this axe throwing. But then there are sometimes some enemies that are smart enough where they'll just keep blocking it. Or they'll catch your axe and they'll throw it back at you and it can actually hurt you if you don't catch it. So those yeah. enemies, you will have to engage with your sword. So you'll come up to them. And then they'll swing, and you'll have to parry it, and then you can kill them, you know, attack them. And, you know, they'll do animations where, yeah, they get cut down the middle, or their head comes off, or their limbs come off. But I found that those animations were were just were canned animations, and they did, actually didn't have to do with where you swung. So, like, I could swing horizontally, and then the animation would do, like, a vertical slice down the middle and, anyway. So that that disappointed me a little bit. Yes, you can't like slice through them in any direction. It's just like a predetermined 
yeah animation for the yeah I mean, the combat does look a lot better than the first from what i've seen with the footage though because the first one was just the worst part of the game yeah it was just so repetitive whereas this looks like they've got a lot more to the combat um like a lot there... more options a lot more enemy types <laughs> okay so there's a skill tree there's there's a very there's a skill tree with so many things it's like overwhelming there's so much shit in that menu and just like trying to understand all the mechanics in the game, it's it's really I don't understand all the mechanics yet. I'm on Saga three of seven. I I don't even feel like I'm close to understanding all the combat because there's lots there's lots going on. And, Isn't that good though? Yeah, that is good. I'm not complaining about that. Yeah, uh, it's good, but I just don't like. I, I don't think my brain when you're when I'm in the middle of a fight with all these a bunch of enemies. I can't remember every well you already know I have memory problems I can't remember yeah. all this shit like there's there's a lot of things to remember so I'll usually just end up just being like axe 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 yeah uh, you have companions that will help you fight so they'll fight with you but I learned I went to I go to the discord to learn a lot about this game because figuring out on your own can be hard and uh, so your companions have the, they also have their own skill tree and they have special moves and shit you can unlock for them. Well, I didn't realize the special moves, they don't just do those special moves automatically on their own. You have to manually trigger it. So during your, while you're in the middle of a fight trying to survive, some, some icon or something will appear above your companion's head and then you have to like press a button, like button B to make them do like a finishing move or a special ability. I didn't even read the game didn't tell me that, but there's this whole, like, I think it's called a codex in the, in the menu where you can read. There's a lot of reading <laughs> to do to where you can read to understand all the controls and all the, the way everything works. I got to go back and read more of that shit. Um, oh yeah. Another thing about combat, so you have something called divine protection, which is basically a shield. And then you also have your health bar. And uh, once you, once you, your divine protection is down to zero, it's weird. If you get, if you take like even one hit from an enemy, it'll tell, take your health from full health down to like one health out of nowhere. And it happens all the time. And then you got to stop, start spamming your, your health potions. I don't know why I asked that question on the Discord. I didn't get an answer, but like, I found myself getting to one health often, and then like, oh shit, I gotta, I gotta do health potions, and then I would just end up dying because I couldn't do it in time. There's this, uh, this tool belt bar. You you access it by holding by pushing down on the left thumbstick, and you're gonna end up doing that accidentally a lot. So like. You click the left thumbstick and it uses you'll you'll do a you'll drink a, a potion so you'll do it accidentally a lot and waste a potion or maybe you're just kind of like really tense and you'll push on the left thumbstick and like you'll end up seeing that menu the whole time while you're in the middle of a fight just because you're like pushing on your left thumbstick yeah um so i also had to go, go to the discord sometimes because of i had some puzzle confusion this is, this game, it's, you know, the same type of thing where you go into God form 
at those little god altars. It's just like Azure's Wrath One. You you you're a god and you like pull on hooks and attach them attach them to something or you know you pick up this thing and put it here or whatever well some of them i was confused and i thought the game was bugged but really what it was was i just didn't understand what the mechanic was so i went on the discord and i saw that a bunch of other people were asking the same questions so then i I was like oh that's what i have to do so that that might happen to you uh you know when you play this game yeah but i, I should say like... mm-hmm. i should say at this point i've not played this game because i i haven't got a quest three yet so i've just yeah. i'm waiting for the quest three i've got a quest two but i don't want to play on the quest two i want to wait for the quest three so i'm waiting but I, it's a game that i was kind of not really interested in because i thought the first game was good but the main thing for the first game was like the visuals and the adventure side of things the combat sucked so the second game, because it's obviously got less visuals, to me I was like, oh god, I don't, I don't really care about it that much. Um, but the more I see on it, the more I think, actually, yeah, I think this could be really fun. So I think you're enjoying it overall, aren't you? I mean, I don't, I know obviously you've said a lot of that negative stuff, but I think generally you like the game, don't you? Yeah, I keep, I, I want to keep playing it. Like this is the game I want to keep going back to, but. Saga two, which is most of what this video is showing, is the it's the saga with where you're Abraxas. It it just goes on for so long. Like this just okay, there's seven sagas. Saga two yeah. is longer than most VR games. Saga two alone, it's it was over twenty hours for me. And it's all in the desert with like all mostly the same looking dungeons, the same looking, you know, it's all this desert shit everywhere. It just started to really wear on me and I was really getting sick of it. But then I beat the Saga 2 boss, which that took me many attempts. And now I'm in Saga 3 where I now have, I finally have a new character. This, uh, this woman named like Cyrene, she's way more interesting to me than Abraxas. And I like her weapons. Her weapons are really cool. They're very unique. She has, you know, something that's more like a bow. She has something that's kind of like a, a kind of like a gun turret, and then she has a sword that looks cool as hell. And uh, see that giant woman there? She's 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 the final boss of Saga Two. Right. Um. Hey, why isn't she topless? Never mind. <laughs> I'll. Just, <laughs> I'll uh, uh. What was I talking I think, about? I think the main complaints I've heard really are that. It's got these really cool moments, like with fighting that big giant boss and stuff. But yeah. there's a lot of padding in between. There's a lot of like oh, you just yeah. doing the same enemies, doing the same shit. Like it feels like the first game where I felt like they could have cut it down and it would have been a better game. And obviously, this one's like even way longer. So um, long, yeah. So I think if they took like the best bits with a little bit of padding in between, it could probably be It would probably be a better game. And then. I mean, for me, like a game shouldn't be f- full of that padding. If they want to add padding, do it as side quests to give people optional stuff. But the main thing should always be more of a like condensed kind of yeah. structured campaign that's paced well. I think one of the things that they've fell into is something that a lot of these big AAA or open world games fell into for a while, like Assassin's Creed, where they feel like bigger is better. You know, it's got to be the biggest game ever. It's got to be the biggest playtime and everything. And what you end up with is just something that ends up being 
kind of grindy and full of fetch quests and stuff and stuff that's not really that interesting to do. And even like even even that like Assassin's Creed now where they're trying to kind of like go back to their roots and make things a little bit more shorter and more structured. And it feels like these like are going the opposite way and they're going towards that kind of let's make everything as big as possible route, which I don't personally think is the best way to make a great game. But I mean we we complain that games are too short and then we complain games are too long, so <laughs> developers can't win anyway. So Yeah. And so during Saga Two, there's like five or six different boss fights. And during each one, you're thinking, Oh, this could be the end. And then you're like, Oh no, it's not. Cause like each boss fight's pretty damn hard. Yeah. And uh you're they're like, Oh, we're we're still going. Oh, there's so many times I was like, Oh, it's not over yet. And I think um, one thing with you as well is that you have a habit of like, once you start a game, you just yeah. feel like you've got to, f- you fixated on finishing that game and you'll just yeah. keep playing it. And yeah. whereas if you kind of like had a break, played something else, did something else, came back to it, you know, a, a two, three hours at a time, you probably would enjoy it more. But because that's just the, not the way you play games, it probably makes the game worse for you personally. Whereas I'll probably just play this, it'll probably take me a year or something to play through this game, to be honest, because oh I'll just end I can't up. Do just, that. Yeah, I'll just play it gradually when, you know, a few hours here and there rather than constantly playing it nonstop until it's finished. Wow. I've never done that in my life. I've never been able to do that. Yeah, because you played Half-Life yeah. like in one, like, basically one go, which is like... <laughs> yeah. That, to me, would just ruin the enjoyment. It took me maybe a week, week and a half or something to finish that game, so it was, like, spread out. I mean, it's rare for me to do that as well because that's all I played for that week and a half. Like, I didn't play yeah. anything else. Whereas most time I'll play something for a little bit, jump into something else, come back to it, and I find I enjoy games a lot more that way rather than just one game constantly, one after like on stop. You did that with um, was it Zelda Breath of the Wild or whatever? You said that yeah, Tears, you Tears kinda, of the Kingdom, yeah. Yeah, you kind of hated it towards the end, but you just kept playing it because you just felt like you had to. It's like it. it's it's all I can think about. Like yeah, and I think this is going to be like that for you. You're gonna it's going to be like your breath of while your uh, Tears of the Kingdom kind of VR game where you're just going to keep playing it and playing it to finish it, and eventually you're going to be like, oh, I just want it to end rather than you know taking your time with yeah. it. Maybe. Well, I don't want to have the constant annoyance of me thinking about the game and wanting to play the game because that's not going to stop. So I, I have to satisfy that by playing the game. But then I get annoyed because. <laughs> I'm sick of the game, so I don't, I can't win. But what I, I do is I play arcade games also. So I'm not always just doing VR. I have, you know, my, my whole channel is mostly me playing arcade games. So like last night I played an arcade game. Yeah. So at least I have that. Uh, so where am I? I, was t- I already talked about the puzzle confusion, but most of the, I, the puzzles are good i like puzzles a lot this game has a lot of puzzles it's more puzzles than combat this is more a puzzle game this is basically you, you brought up zelda this is basically a zelda game in first person zelda is puzzles yeah. puzzles in combat i've heard and someone it's, say that it's like it's the vr version of you know zelda kind yeah. of and zelda games take a very long time to beat and so does this yeah um so like i said you get companions i've unlocked now i won't i'll only say what the first one is i've unlocked three companions now i don't know how many total there are maybe five maybe more 
So the, the first one that it's in this trailer is the Panther one. So it's this Panther girl, and you can transform her to you know this one right in the video. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see you can ride her and get around the desert much faster. That's fun. I like that. And she changes direction based on where you're looking. I don't know. It felt a little weird at first because you can't like look to the left while she's, you know, going you, um, you know, the other direction because she's gonna right. then turn her head and go where you're looking. Uh, right. And I even I was like, well, let me change the controls because the controls have an option to make it controller oriented locomotion, and even when I set that she still was going where i looked so that's a bit annoying actually because I, I always like to look around like yeah if you're in especially if you're riding something because if you if you got like covering large distances you don't want to be like constantly having to face forward all the time you're going to want to look around so i know i could so maybe that's something they need to patch because maybe maybe they messed up on that one. Oh, one thing like so they'll sh the companions, especially her, they'll say the same lines again and again and again, which gets a little annoying. But one thing she kept saying was, entertain me. And that reminded me of that ex-girlfriend of mine that I told you about, where I would hang out with her and she would just out of nowhere say, say something funny. And expect me to like entertain her like I was a damn jester. Like, so then I'd be like, uh... Uh, and just think of some joke or say a funny voice or sing a funny song or something, whatever, to make her happy. So every time I'm, every time this Panther lady said that, I thought of that ex-girlfriend. And actually, that ex-girlfriend is really into cats, like big cats. She actually is moving to Africa to take care of big cats, which is a hilarious really? coincidence. That's yeah. Cool, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really cool job. Yeah. She's a, she's like a vet, a veterinarian technician or something. And, uh, well, one, one interesting thing is when we were dating, she, uh, she wanted she to, meowed. she didn't meow. Well, she, she, she wanted to, she wanted to dress up as a cat and crawl around on the floor as like a sexual thing. And I was mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. uh, I don't, I don't think I need that. Kind of so weird. She, she, she wants to be a furry then. No, she, what furries do. well, furries want to do that. Like all the time. I think, I think that's like, Oh, that's they live like that. Yeah. I think they're like, you know, spend hours and hours and hours just in their costume. She just wanted to do it as some sort of like, uh, dress up play type thing right I don't know before and uh, you know when I was in my 20s I thought that was weird and I was like nah I don't want to do that now I wish I had <laughs> obviously anyway I thought it was funny that it's a damn panther woman and she's she's saying entertain me and I don't know I guess I'll move on <laughs> <laughs> stop thinking about yeah. that ex-girlfriend cool. yeah you've you sound bitter. Oh, I'm not. Well, I, I, I'm just. I regret that. Might have been cool if I had been more fun at the time. Mm. I showed her to you. She's probably. She might be the hottest girl I ever dated. Anyway, what are we talking about yeah. now? I'm. I'm so distracted. 
so you switch like when you're doing the puzzles, you you switch between the mortal and the god, and uh, one thing. I, okay, so I play. I'm playing this game. I don't. Maybe most people are playing this game seated. I'm playing standing and all physical turning. I never use the artificial turn because it, it's I'm the way I I just feel like if you're doing VR and especially if you have a wireless headset, you know why are you just gonna sit and use artificial turn if you have like a disability or have you know maybe you're at a job where you're standing all the time and your feet hurt okay i get it but i'm i don't have that situation so i i'm i'm doing that so anyway every time i press the menu button i'm like where the hell's the menu i have to like usually i'm spinning around 180 degrees to find the menu the menu is always in a fixed spot based on where just like in sniper elite it's in a fixed spot based on where you uh, reset your boundary or whatever, which that right. really annoys me. I told them on the Discord I wanted them to fix it. But also, when you switch between God and mortal, every time I switch, I, I'm like, what am I face? Where am I facing? I have to like look around and be like, where the hell? Where the hell am I? What am I even looking at? I have to like spin around 180 degrees to be like, oh, there, there's the thing I want to look at. So that's something I wish they would fix. Uh, remember I was talking about, God, this is going for a long time. Remember I was talking about there's so many systems and so much shit to learn in this game? Well, there are these earth, water, fire, wind, life, and death little uh, little balls. I don't remember what they're called. There are these little things that you can stick on your weapons that will give them either earth power, water power, fire power, wind power, life power, death power. And then, so see these enemies, like if you're watching on YouTube, the enemies will have different color armbands. Like some will have a green one, some will be blue, some will be purple, some will be red. Well, those correspond to one of those, one of those elements of earth, water, fire, wind, life, death. You if you want to like beat them the easiest way, you need your weapon to have the, uh, the element that fights that one most. So like if they had, let's say they had a red armband, that's, I think they probably means they're fire. Well, then you need your weapon to have the water element applied to it. Right. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So when they're, when they're low level enemies, you don't need to worry about it, but there's some bosses that you fight where it's like, they're fucking hard. So I would with those ones, I'm really paying attention to what their element is. Like, like if it's this wind, wind dragon, I'm like, all right, well then I need to, you know, equip fire or whatever the hell fights wind to yeah. uh, to be able to get rid of this thing because it, other, I mean, it's going to end up killing you multiple times and you're going to get pissed off. And when you die, and the Zelda thing though. Uh, not in no. I never did that in Zelda. Well, they had like element like where you can do certain attacks, which affect different enemies and stuff. Uh, in which Zelda? I've heard Breath of the Wild. Is it where you can have different power attacks? And I don't know. I've never played it, so I I'm I thought that's something that I heard before. I don't know. I played Breath of the. I mean, I beat Breath of the Wild when it came out, but I don't remember. It sounds cool though. I like the what the I like the fact that you've got to like do different weapons and different attacks and stuff 
to defeat yeah. different enemies. That's a cool mechanic. Yeah. They don't really explain that well in the game. Again, you got to go into the codex and kind of read about it, and then you'll be like, oh, that's what, how it works, because it's just not really explained. Um, But, like, when you die, you say you're fighting a boss that, you know, you're going to die a lot in this game, especially when fighting bosses. Uh, you're going to end up using a bunch of life potions and other potions. Like, you can use a potion to give you more of that shield shit back. You can have potions that'll make you, like, more powerful temporarily. Well, when you die, those potions remain gone. You, they don't give them back to you when you respawn. So that's, I was like, what? So what am I supposed to do now? So then you're going to have to, like, uh, you can you can do a fast travel back to other places you've been to. So you fast travel back to the guy where you can, where you can craft potions. Then you got to craft a bunch of more potions. Then go back to the boss. Then fight the boss again and hope you don't lose them all again. And then go have to craft more. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Like most games, when you retry, don't you have your shit back that you lost? Uh, most do, yeah. I mean, I can't yeah. think of many that would, unless it's a roguelike type of game. But obviously, that's not for the main game. So, yeah, I thought that was weird. Um, so, like, oh, yeah. So, Abraxas's was all desert uh, and like, I just got sick of the desert. This Saga 3 is way cooler because it's more like, it's more jungly and it's way more like earthy. And I find it way more appealing, the environments and just yeah. all the mechanics. So Saga 3, I'm liking a lot and looking forward to seeing more. Um, so when I first started this game, I was kind of like, yeah, this resolution isn't too great because people were complaining that it was blurry i wouldn't say it was blurry but i was like yeah i can see the aliasing and everything well that was because they did, hadn't done a quest 3 update yet so they did a quest 3 update because so, before it was rendering it lower than the panel resolution now it's rendering at or above the panel resolution with their quest 3 update and uh there's like higher level of detail you know like when you're getting like when you're farther away from something and get closer to it, you know, like it, the detail pops in, I guess, sooner. And there's a 90 hertz option. But I was finding that the 90 hertz option, that hurt my performance too much. Like I was seeing reprojection way too often. So I said, all right, all screw right. this. I'm going back to 72. So at 72 hertz, I'm not seeing reprojection. There's fewer stutters. So, yeah, I'm doing high, the higher res and just 72 um it looks good yeah it looks good i don't have complaints with how it looks obviously it looks worse than asgard's wrath one but that's that's just you know that's just what what you'd expect i mean that's a pc game yeah um but some textures look some textures like some, some of the rock walls like in the desert are really low res like i was like this looks like a half-life one texture sometimes yeah they probably need to do an update on the textures because there was no there were... quest 3 texture update yeah they are working on quest 3 stuff i think that was the first patch just to add like just some better f fidelity but i think from what i understand they are going to be doing more work on quest 3 specific stuff because it's stuff like obviously quest 3 has got a lot more memory it's got a lot more gpu memory so they can increase the textures and it still won't affect performance so yeah i imagine they'll definitely 
be working their way through. But it's such a big game that it's going to take them a while to, you know, do any real updates, I think. Yeah. So this game is it's basically a longer, more open Asgard's Wrath 1 with worse graphics, but better combat. It has much better load times. Because I went back into yeah. Asgard's Wrath 1 to compare. And I was like, holy shit, this is taking a long time to load everything. Yeah, that used to take ages to load. And I did I had a you know, normal hard drive when I first played it and it, mm-hmm. it was like five minutes just to load. Oh my god. It was insane. God. Yeah. I was on SSDs and it was still t- way too long. I was like, damn. It was like a minute or something. Yeah, it was like a minute yeah. on an SSD and like five minutes on a regular hard drive. It was just I used to take my head off and just sit down because <laughs> there was no point in standing. I'm gonna stand there for five minutes looking at a loading screen. Yeah. Insane. And so what do you so overall would you say it's better than the first game? Obviously, they've, the the graphics aren't as good, but would you say overall you're enjoying it more than the first game? No. What do you think? The you're not. The first game came out in 2019, and so it was more novel back then to me. Right. I, I I liked Asgard's Wrath one more at the time than I, how I feel about Asgard's Wrath two. But it's 2023, almost 2024. Uh, you know. Yeah. Things have changed. Uh, I remember, okay, I loved Asgard's Wrath 1. I don't love Asgard's Wrath 2. I like it. I'm still, mm. I would still put it in contention for game of the year, in contention. Yeah. But I don't love it. I loved Asgard's Wrath 1. So one other yeah. thing I noticed, so when I went to Asgard's Wrath 1, I was noticing that the music was a lot better. The audio was better. Right. I saw people complaining that the audio in Asgard's Wrath 2 wasn't very good. I was really noticing the music. I was like, wow, this music is really like cinematic and shit. This is, I was just, and I, I just haven't even noticed the music in Azure's Wrath 2, and I don't know how much that plays into it. Um, I know the first game had like some big composers and stuff made some, they had a live orchestra and everything. It was really. Oh, is that why? Grand oh. and everything, yeah. Whereas maybe the second one's, they've not put as much budget into the sound for whatever reason. Well, they also so read, had to I keep the file that... size low. The file shows they had to keep it low because it's oh, yeah. on this, this mobile device. So I'm sure they probably downsampled the audio and yeah, because yeah. the first game was like 120 gigabyte or something, wasn't it? Yeah, something massive. Yeah, uh, yeah. This this they can't do that on a on a quest. Um, now, yeah. I'm, if you had 2019 so you... me playing both of them, I I don't know. I wonder which one I would prefer. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you still you're still enjoying it. That's the main thing. Um, so as yeah. long as you're finding it fun and enjoying it, then it's a good game. And obviously, if you buy a Quest Three right now, I'm not sure how long the offer runs for, but you get it's, it free with this. It's till January twenty seventh, is what I read. Right. Yeah. Which is a good yep. deal. I think it's yeah. worth it's worth the money. About sounds of it. If it's as long as it says it is, then uh, yeah, that's it's actually one of those games that's worth full price. Yeah, I'm gonna play it more today. I mean, there's there's nothing else I want to play more. Good. And, and where That's I am now, plan. I'm liking it. I just I was really not. I just really wasn't liking it in the desert. Getting toward the end yeah. of that desert, but hopefully that's hopefully that's the only part that's rough. So I guess that's it. Well, I'm finally done talking about that. Until I play it, and then I'll talk about it for thirty minutes. But yeah, yeah. and we can obviously come back to it if there's anything else. Like, it sounds like you're going to be playing it for a, 
at least another month, uh, maybe. Well, I don't know with you. Probably you'll be done with it in a few days, knowing you. But <laughs> you might have more to say next month. Um, so yeah, if you've well, got any other th- thoughts, like if you get further and you find you, you're enjoying the game more, um, yeah, we can come back to it and give give more updated thoughts on it. Yeah. You want to do? Uh, we have AW two now. You want to do AS two? Yeah. Why not? All right. All right. We have a lot of A games lately. There's oh yeah, Wrath, Arizona Sunshine, AC. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. AWAS and the AC. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll talk a bit for this one then, since you talked on the last one. Yeah. So AS AS two is Arizona Sunshine two, which released just beginning of the month in December. Um. I'd already played some of it actually before when we recorded last month because I got early access to it, but I couldn't talk about it, so I can talk about it now. I played through it in co-op, and then Justin, you played through it single player, so we've got kind of slightly different perspectives. Personally, mm-hmm. I thought it was great. I wasn't really that look that hyped on this game before because it's Arizona Sunshine One is obviously one of the very first VR games, and I thought it was okay. It was one of my favorite games when I first played VR, just because it was a full like game we're back in 2016 there wasn't really any full games they were all kind of like wave shooters and tech demos and stuff so this was the first game was one of the first like proper full-length story-driven campaign game type stuff um and obviously the second game is the same thing it's it's another full-length game took me seven hours i think it took you about the same just in seven hours um when it first came out there was a lot of content creators making videos and saying it was like three to four hours and stuff which i'm sure maybe they did in that time but to play through it that fast you would be you would be rushing through i can't you're not stopping to you know you're literally going to be going from point a to point b you're not looking at anything you're not stopping you're not going to be stroking the dog or anything you're just going to be like getting through it really to get it through that quick Although I will say that it's still short for the price because it's was it fifty dollars full price? Um I think so. Which I think is quite expensive for us, even for a seven hour game. Um and I think seven hours is probably like we I played through it with, with Josh and we took our time, we weren't rushing through it. I know I think you were the same, you weren't really rushing through it just in. So I can imagine like five, six hours is gonna be like the norm for most people. And obviously fifty fifty dollars for that is quite pricey really graphically the game's great though i've seen some people on reddit say that it looks crap and i really don't understand because i think it looks great i think it's one of the better looking native vr games some really really we're talking about the quest version well they were talking about a a review of the pc version so that's why i was confused and maybe they were talking about the quest version Hmm. but you know the quest version isn't going to look that great because it's the quest version but the pc version they've definitely put effort into making it look as good as possible because it, it looks great. I think it, like the lighting looks good. The detail is like compared to the first game, everything's more detailed. The zombies look really detailed and a lot more realistic. There's a lot more variety of zombies, the car models, the, you know, like you walk into rooms and stuff and there's stuff everywhere. And it's a bit like Half-Life Alex where you have to scavenge. So you're having to like open drawers, move stuff around, pick stuff up and, and like store stuff like ammo. You get stuff that you can pick up to craft. So you can craft and grenades, and you can craft Molotov cocktails and mines and stuff. 
So they've got they've definitely added more elements to the gameplay loop. Um, the gunplay is better because now you've got full manual reloading. You've got two handed weapons like you've got pump action shotguns. You've got assault rifles. So they've added a lot to the game compared to the first game. Obviously, it is still the same gameplay loop as the first game. It is still just a zombie shooter where you're effectively just going through shooting the heads of zombies. Uh, you know, killing zombies, you get hordes sometimes, which can be quite difficult, actually. There's some def- definite difficulty spikes where I played with Corp and we uh, we had to take a few attempts on hard. But I can imagine, like, solo, even on medium, it would be difficult to get through those sections because they really do throw a lot of enemies at you sometimes where you, like, you're in a room and you've got, like, they're coming over balconies and falling from the, the ceiling and stuff, and... Yeah, it's definitely got some moments where it's tricky. And they climb um, over the walls where you don't even... I was like, I didn't even know they could come from there. And they're just climbing over the wall from behind you. Yeah, and it's quite cool, actually. Like, There's like these moments where there's just like loads of them coming over walls and stuff. And it's, it's... I think it's... As far as zombie games go, it's one of the best zombie games that have been released. Um, I think the co-op's great. If you can play it with a friend, it's definitely going to elevate it and make it better. But it's still... A solid single-player game. The main thing I like as well is it is like a, a well-structured, well-paced single-player kind of shooter where you can go through it. It's got a story. The guy's voiceovers, I didn't think, find them as annoying as I was expecting. It's, the first game I found him quite annoying, whereas he did Fred. a good job of making... Yeah, the Fred thing I find a bit cringy, but yeah. the some of the comedy was quite good, actually. Some of the stuff he says is quite funny. He's got a dog, so he's, it makes more sense now because he's talking to his dog rather than just talking out loud to himself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they, they just, they've just improved on it in every single way to the point where it just feels like a very modern, up-to-date VR game. And it feels like a game that's you know really had a lot of time and effort and care put into it. It doesn't feel like a, a game that's just been rushed out, you know, a quick money grab. I mean, it's seven years between the first game and the second game, so you know they've not rushed out a second one. They've taken the time with it. Um, what did you think? Because you obviously played it yourself solo. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm consulting my. So yeah, like obviously the graphics are a lot better. There's lots of gore. The gunplay is great. I had no complaints with that. Uh, tons of looting. The dog. You can make him attack enemies. And when that works really well, and the melee is good, but it's actually like too good. It's maybe too easy because you can just yeah you get a melee weapon, you're just like bop dead, bop dead, bop dead, bop dead. Whereas you know, like in Saints and Sinners, it gets stuck in their head, and I feel like that's cooler. But where you have to yeah, like they work, make, work, they work make... to get it out. Yeah, they they do they can get stuck a little bit, but it's like a very short period of time, and mm-hmm. it's. It is easy to like go through and quickly. The only thing I will say is that on hard, if they hit you, your health goes down really, really fast. So, yeah, what I found was that if you play on hard, you're gonna probably not want to use melee much because if they do hit you, you can like die really quick. That was um, something that annoyed me was that like they can they can hit you often when it feels seems like they're not even close enough to hit you. It's like your hitbox yeah. is bigger than it appears. Yeah, the game is definitely designed for shooting. Like they, they give you so much ammo. Even co-op, we rarely were running low on ammo. We were constantly topped up. 
And I watched mm. some of your video, Justin, and like you were like stocked up. You were finding ammo and you were full. You were, you couldn't even mm -hmm. fit any more ammo in your thing. So yeah. they're very generous with the ammo. You don't need to use melee. You can definitely get away without it. And we didn't use it much in our playthrough. But it works. It's functional. The weapons break as well. So you can't just go through the entire game just bopping all the zombies' heads because mm -hmm. after a few zombies, the weapon will just break and you can't use it. So I think that's their way of just balancing it so you can't just like walk through really easily with the melee it's, it's not like the best melee system but i did like the gore and the way you can slice off limbs and like the way the heads like kind of slice into and stuff so i think it's a decent yeah. system not the best system another good thing is your hands don't go through most things so most things you push your hand against it and it, it stops it whereas obviously like the first game and most early vr games your hands just go through everything um so that's cool yeah it's very like, as Asgard's Wrath 2, your hands go through everything. Yeah. Like it's, like it's on an old game engine or something. Like your weapons don't, but your hands go through everything in, in, in AW2. I think it depends on the game as well. Like if the game like if the game doesn't really need that and it doesn't bother me that much. But mm -hmm. with a game like where you're looting and stuff, then you definitely want that kind of collisions because if you're opening a door, you want to be able to just like push your hand against it to open it. Or if you're pulling a drawer open and you want to close it, you can just push your hand against it rather than having to grip the handle to, to put it sh shut again. So it definitely helps with with games like this. But if it's not a game like, if it's mostly melee focused, I don't, don't really bother me that much. I think puzzle games especially are really, you, you kind of want those collisions and stuff because you're generally picking stuff up and, in, and manipulating stuff and pressing buttons and things like that. But Generally, I'm okay with it if it's not in a game, if it doesn't really fit with the game. Now I have a list of cons to, oh uh, to, <laughs> well, to confirm what that commenter said. All right, so we both had reload, reload annoyances because of the ammo being on the chest, so you end up like grabbing that when you're trying not to. Yeah. So like, instead of the ammo being on your hip, it's hovering in front of your chest. Somebody left like, me a comment saying that you can go into the settings and change the location of that but i never tried that i don't know if you tried that you can move it up and down but then it moves the entire thing so like if you move it down oh, then the entire thing oh. you can adjust like the calibration so that the it's further up and down on your body but it's unless there's a way of moving it somewhere else if maybe there is i should look at that actually because that would have made a big difference but yeah i had the same thing where you go to reload so you you kind of eject the magazine you grab a new magazine and then as you bring your hand up to put it in the gun it goes back into your inventory yeah so you don't have the gun you don't have the ammo anymore so it's kind of like you have to then grab the ammo again make sure your hands like fit i found myself having to have my hand away from my body because if it was near if it was i was just holding it near my chest then i would have these problems where the ammo would go back into the inventory rather than in the gun um so yeah they could do with some sort of system that stops that from happening or moving the location of the uh, the ammo so that you don't have that problem anymore. But it, it was something you could work around. It was more of a minor annoyance, but it did happen sometimes where, especially when you're in the heat of the moment and you're trying to reload fast, and then you would yeah. end up accidentally putting the ammo back in the pouch, and then you end up dying because you couldn't reload fast enough. That obviously leads to a lot of frustration. A minute ago they, in the video, on youtube they had the dog in the shopping cart and i liked doing that but i was ho i was disappointed that that didn't 
there's nothing you could do with it. He just got in the cart and that was it. Like I wanted him to attack people from the shopping cart, didn't you? I never really thought about it, but I mean, did yeah. You, I mean, you, did you even like, try it? Yeah, I put him in there because it's cool. Okay. Isn't it? You put him in, and he's like, he's just moving around as you push him around in the the trolley. I wanted to push him around, sort of like a dog lawnmower, and just mow through <laughs> zombies and have them bite them and shit, you know. But yeah, he just sat there. I was like, do your yeah. job. All right. So then, and another I, issue I had was uh, I couldn't get close enough to things. Like I, a lot of times, I was having to. L- lean forward to reach for like you know loot and stuff like because like the game wouldn't let me get close enough did you have that issue um not really i can't think no. of anything major no all right so for me the game was the same old thing for the most part you know it's just the same old you know it's mostly the same type of gameplay the zombies to me are boring they're just the same old, uh, slow humanoid. Obviously, they're humans that have turned into zombies. There's, there's nothing crazy. I like crazy, wild shit. Yeah, like, there were some that ran. There were some that were faster that had run at yeah. you, and there were some like heavy ones that took more bullets. And there was one which had like armor on, so then you'd have to use the dog to get the. You'd have to, the dog would have to like pin it down and yeah. take its helmet off, and then yeah. you would have to then shoot it on the head. But generally majority of the enemies are just like brain dead zombies that walk towards you i was disappointed because i thought because obviously with after the fall and stuff because they've got like more variety of enemies in that and they've got like boss fights and stuff i was kind of hoping that they were going to do that in this game where they would have a few different types of zombies maybe some that like jump at you from a distance or some that you know boss some sort of big boss fight or something but there was nothing there was no like major special enemies they were mostly just Slight versions of the same thing, really. Which, yeah, that was a little bit of a disappointment. I will agree with that. It's one of the reasons I love Resident Evil games so much is that the zombies aren't boring at all. Like they're fucking interesting and they're scary, and they're they're fucking crazy. Yeah, they have some mad shit. Like yeah, there's major. They have the zombies, but then they'll have like some weird freaky man that's got an eyeball on his shoulder and he's got massive claw for a hand and stuff like that. Which or the tyrant was this. Big guy walking around that just punches you, and yeah, Resident Evil. That's why Resident Evil is so great, though, because it's yeah. so iconic. It's got these such creative monsters like the Lickers that you know, a, a death. My favorite is Marguerite from Resident Evil Seven. She was my. Oh, do you, oh yeah, the, the Seven was really good because they they like they had them transform as well. Like they had yeah. these regular people. And as you progress, they'd transform, and eventually they would turn into like a boss fight, which, yeah, there was some really cool stuff in Resident Evil games that the creativity is really good. And that's yeah. where this is lacking. It is lacking that bit of creativity. It is, it is just a zombie game, so don't, don't go into it thinking that it's more than a zombie game, because it's not. It is just another zombie game where you're shooting zombies. That's, that's kind of the gameplay loop, really. Well, Propagation Paradise Hotel, which we both like, that's just a zombie game, yeah. but that game is scary. This game isn't really scary to me. That's got more. That's got more enemy types. So that you've got some with there's some later on where you get some really weird like remember with those the blade, with like the like blade arms. Yeah, blade arms, yeah. and there's like big massive fat guys that are like mini bosses, and yeah, there's one guy who's like a muscle bound freak in a gym area. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. some really cool stuff in that. It does more. I also like that zombies in that actually 
some people really didn't like the fact that they were spongy, which normally I don't like, but I just found that it made them so much more deadly, like in yeah. that game. And Resident Evil, like Resident Evil 2 and, and 3, the zombies in that, you can't just kill them one shot with a headshot. You've got to take several shots. Mm-hmm. But with these, within in Propagation Paradise Hotel, they like they come running at you, like really kind of freaky. Yeah, that's the yeah. we'll probably might, might talk about that later in our game of the year discussion. But yeah, that's that's one of the games that they did zombies well and, and did a good job with them to make them different. All right, another thing, crafting doesn't matter much. Like, you're collecting all these things to craft with, but it's like, you get so much ammo, it's not that important. Until you get to those, there's these scenes where you just get overrun with zombies, and there's really nothing you can do but just throw down molotovs or throw down grenades. And, like, yeah. There's just, but there's not that many scenes where you have to use those. The molotovs are the best. I mean, if you yeah, can molotov, make those. Yeah, definitely. Because once, once they catch on fire, they don't like keep attacking to you. they don't attack you anymore they're like they'll be on flames but they'll just kind of like they'll be invulnerable then they don't yeah. attack you and hurt you so because you get a flamethrower as well and if you if you use the flamethrower you can just like instantly kill them uh yeah. with the flamethrower did it take you a while to realize how the molotovs worked it did for me i didn't realize you had all you have to do is press trigger and then the molotovs lit. no i did it pretty much straight away because i'm better you than fuck because you, so. you're better than me i know yeah, I was going around looking for a lighter. And the lighter will yeah. work. You can use that to light them. Um, but, like, maybe yeah, you the would game, expect that. Yeah, maybe the game should at least, like, tell you. But, I think it would have been just, they could have just given you a lighter, you know, as part of your inventory. Oh, inventory. And then yeah. you can just use that. would have been a better system to do it rather than. Because there's a game that Paradox of Hope, which I talked about before, which has gone, obviously, disappeared. But they did that where the. They have a lighter, and you can use a lighter to burn like webs. You can use the lighter to see in like if you're in the dark, you can put the lighter right in front of you to see. And you can also light Molotov cocktails with it and stuff. So they made it like a mechanic of the game, which I think is quite cool. Yeah, I know this. Uh, well, this wasn't an issue as much for you. For me, it was hard to see in dark areas because the flashlight is too weak, and you can't manually manually control it. But I understand why you can't because it's a performance issue if you're able to shine a flashlight anywhere just yeah. like in half-life alex they didn't let you do that yeah. because of performance reasons but like the flashlight was so weak and when i was in the sewers it wasn't even turning on there were places where it was like pitch black and i needed the flashlight and it wouldn't turn on but i think maybe using virtual desktop made it darker because you said it wasn't dark yeah for you. it was fine for me and josh played it with his quest 3 with the uh you know, a, a cable, like not, not a link cable, mm-hmm. you know, a second link, whatever, an alternative link cable. Yeah. And he never had any problems with the darkness. Everyone who said that they've had problems with the darkness are using virtual desktops. So I think it's a virtual desktop thing, which for some reason makes the game darker. Hmm. Um, because for me, it was fine. Like I could see perfectly fine with the with the flashlight. And Josh could, and he, he like I say, it's not a Quest thing, 3 thing. It's definitely seems, and I think, didn't, I think Josh said he tried it with Steam Link as well. And again, he said he had no problems with the with the thing. But then when he tried hmm. it with, or did you do that? I think it was you or Josh tried it with Steam Link. I didn't then try it with Steam Link. With, I think Josh tried it with Steam Link and then tried it with Virtual Desktop or maybe just Steam Link. And he said it was fine with that. So yeah, it definitely okay. seems to be a Virtual Desktop problem. I don't know. If, can you can you do like the brightness with the Virtual Desktop to increase it or anything? Uh, probably. I've never tried it. 
Yeah. Uh, I remember Gary, he turned up he turned up his gamma. So right. his so in his video it looked to me it looked like too bright. Like it was like looked yeah. really washed out. It looked washed out, but I imagine it looks probably darker in the headset. Maybe so, so yeah. It, yeah. Um what's weird is during the daylight scenes it never it didn't look dark at all to me. It looked perfectly fine. No, it looks great. Uh, the lighting so, was great, I thought. So I don't know why why would it then be too dark in a sewer? I say I it's just probably I don't know. It's probably some yeah. sort of the way that the virtual desktop handles the, the light or the, something. The encoder or something. Yeah. yeah, it'll be something to do with that. I mean, that's the problem with all these different variations. It's hard for developers to make sure that the, their version of the game can work in every single permutation of headset and combination of software is yeah. it's, it's difficult you know how yeah people are like oled people are always complaining that lcd suck because they're not they're not the blacks aren't black enough well maybe in virtual desktops he put something that makes it like darker to try to make that look better yeah because like, i use reshade sometimes to like adjust the contrast and stuff which makes the games look definitely better in the headset mm -hmm. um so maybe he's doing something with like with contrast and stuff to try and make the, the you know like the blacks look blacker and the colors pop a little mm -hmm. bit more. Uh, yeah, he does have a color pop feature that I turn off because I don't like it. So I have that right. off. It's like a saturation thing. I've never liked it. Um, yeah. All right. What what's the next thing? You end up accidentally grabbing your weapons a lot when trying to grab other things. So um, yeah, like especially on Buddy the dog, I would accidentally grabbed the like he, he can hold two guns on his body but i think they had to be pistols for some reason you couldn't maybe you couldn't put rifles on them i can't remember no it was just two one it was like pistols yeah. it was these like one-handed stuff i would end up grabbing those accidentally or i'd end up grabbing my own gun on and like god when i was trying to loot that was annoying yeah they were, they were again it's 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 the same problem with the ammo thing where it's the location of the stuff it's like when you're trying to grab something on the floor that's near your feet, I would always grab my gun and then I have to multiple. Yeah. You'd have to like move back a little bit. And and that's a system like, you know, with something like Half-Life Alex or Boneworks where they use you, you know, you, you use the trigger to like confirm it and then you use the grip to grab it. Mm -hmm. That's why they do that because it stops you from grabbing stuff accidentally that you don't want to or grabbing the wrong thing because you've got to make sure you use the trigger to like lock onto something first before you can grab it. So that would be a way for them to fix that, but... This reminds me of Asgard's Wrath too. I was getting annoyed grabbing my weapon when I was looting in that too. But in that game, I forgot to say, you can go to the menu and then you can, you have a weapon slot on both shoulders and then you have a weapon slot on both hips. So you could, so what I did was I took the, so that, that ax that you can throw was by default on your right hip. Well, I moved it up to my right shoulder and then that eliminated my looting issue where I was grabbing the ax all the time. Right. So that helped a lot. If if you could do that in this game, like put your weapon on your shoulder, then that would that would be cool. Uh yeah. Let's see. You can only so the only inventory you have is your two wrist slots. You have a wrist, you know, wrist slot on the left and a wrist slot on the right, like Half Life Alex. There's no chest holder or backpack. So anything you craft, you can only hold two of them. That's it. Yeah, and there's, there's things like you could craft uh, mines, and you couldn't even put them in your wrist pockets. So you were like, you had to carry them. Jeez. So we rarely use we rarely use the mines. In fact, the mines were kind of useless because 
they had a really poor range of activation. So like the, the zombies had to literally like step on them. They like they wouldn't be within the area or anything. And we re we used them maybe two or three times throughout the entire game. And even then, they didn't really feel that useful. So the, the crafting, like you say, you you can manage without crafting uh, at all. It felt like a bit of an afterthought, really. It didn't feel like something that you kind of needed to do. Um, yeah. And then you. So then I, I kind of like didn't really collect a lot of the stuff because it was just like, what was the point in collecting all this stuff to craft when yeah. it's not really much point of it. Do you think they could patch in a backpack or would that break the game? It would add a lot more complexity to the, like, the way that they would. And yeah, I mean, it w I don't think it's needed for the way that they said it. They want to obviously keep it simple so that you don't like, have to manage inventory and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if if they were going to do that, they would need to make sure that the crafting system had more reason to do it because having to like collect stuff, put it in your inventory just for the occasional time to craft a, a grenade wouldn't really be worth it, in, in my opinion. All right. I don't have anything else to say to you. I mean, we both recommend this game. This is a contender think... for game of the year. I recommend it for uh, on a sale, and I, okay. I think you'll get more enjoyment out of it co-op than you will single player. But that's the same for every game. Um, but yeah, it's a, if you like zombie shooters and you're still not bored of them, then definitely get it. But I know some people really have like worn out on zombie games. I thought I was to be honest, but I still enjoyed it more than I thought. So I'm worn out. Yeah. 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 All right. Next game. I already talked about it last time, but I beat it. Assassin's Creed Nexus. Uh, what are there? Yep. It's like 17. This is Gamertag's videos. This is like 17 levels, maybe 16 or 17. And so the only thing I'm going to say about it now is like, it, I was really impressed by the textures and the lighting in this game. Like, this is really AAA looking. Yeah. Um, like, whoever does the artwork in this game does a great job. Like, these textures, like, just like on a wall, it looks so 3D, and it's not until you get right up on the wall and look at it, like, sideways, that you can go, oh, wait, that's that's just a flat texture. But, like, I don't know if they have yeah, people they doing this or they have AI doing it. These textures are so convincing, especially when yeah, you're... I think they indoors are we gonna say yeah i think they like they bet they kind of bake the lighting into the texture i think they've yeah. got like technology where they'll they'll have a texture and then they'll kind of bake light into the texture so the texture's relevant to the lighting of the game so that when you're inside it looks like it's lit from the light source that's actually in the game even if it's a flat mm -hmm. texture so from a certain distance it looks literally 3d i think half-life alex did that as well because like in half-life alex the, yeah. the textures like bricks and stuff were really good but then you get close and you realize, oh, actually, this is just like a flat thing, but it somehow looks like it's got depth from, you know, a, a foot away or something. So yeah, yeah, that's like a AAA sort of quality sort of thing that you don't find in in uh, non VR, non AAA games. Yeah, and then like the climbing and the parkour in this game are just so much fun. This game's really fun. Like I, while while I was beating this game, you know, going through the later levels, I was because I, I actually I did switch from Asgard's Wrath 2 to this game because I was thinking, all right, I need to beat that game because yeah. I had already gotten pretty far in it. And I was like, let me just beat it. And I was, I was felt like I was having more fun in this game 
than I was on Asgard. But yeah. I was it's the it's the movement, isn't it? It's like the movement, yeah. being able to like run around places and stuff. Yeah, and the and just being able to you can climb almost anything and just at any time just pull yourself up and just you're you're up a building so fast and running across the roofs, rooftops and yeah, it's really fun. It's the the the, the one issue really well, the combat isn't very good. And of course the performance it stutters, but there was a patch recently, and I think it improved it. Because I, was yeah. I wasn't noticing many stutters this time. Um, it sounds like a good game, though. I mean, it definitely... I, I, it's impressed me. I mean, obviously, I've not played it, but just from what I've seen and everything, it's. I genuinely didn't think they were going to be able to pull off something this good on a standalone headset. I don't know what it looks like on Quest 2, but like for Quest 3, it looks pretty good to me, so... If it comes out on Even, PC, I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy it again. Uh, yeah, I'm, I hope I it will. will, or at least PSVR two. I am hoping that we get like some sort of higher fidelity version because although it looks good, obviously certain things like they haven't got shadows for enemies and stuff like that. So there's certain things they could definitely do. Even even if they just took what they've got and just like added some post processing effects and dynamic yeah. shadows and stuff, like being able to run at higher resolution. That's I would definitely rather play. On PC or PSVR two, with those options. Remember, we both played Rogan, A Thief in the Castle. I meant to go back yeah. to that as like a comparison, but I never got around to it. But that would have maybe been a funny comparison because I'm imagining that it would just suck if I played. Yeah, it that now. game was that game's kind of not that great. <laughs> it was yeah. It was it was one of those. It was out at the time where there wasn't much out there, so we kind yeah. of like thought it was okay. But then you yeah. go back to it, and it's like, oh yeah, actually this is kind of not very good. Yeah. It looked good, but the gameplay loop was really basic and not very good. Yeah. All right. You want to go to uh, Escape Simulator? Is that the next one on the list? Uh. Yep. Yeah, this is a demo. Isn't the full release? Um, it's coming out some point in twenty twenty four this year, I guess. If you're listening to it as it gets uploaded, just going into the new year, it's a non VR game that's getting a VR, a VR port. Uh, and we play the demo, and the demo is actually pretty generous. It's got like three rooms to escape, and we must be pretty dense because it took us quite a while to get through them. It was like what? 20, 30 minutes each room or something for us to get through them. It was you yeah. know, a reasonable amount of time. Uh, and yeah, you're in you're in like different themed rooms. So like ones where you're in like an Egyptian type of environment. There's another one where you're in like an old 1900s sort of stately house. There's one where you're in like a space station. The rooms are quite small though. I was surprised because it says it's, it supports up to eight players, but like the rooms are tiny. You could barely fit four people in there. Um, and it's just it's a typical escape room where you've got a bunch of stuff around. You can pick up loads of stuff. You can examine it. You can open books. And sometimes you've got to open a book and read stuff in the book that gives you clues as to what you need to do for certain elements, like padlocks where you need a code. Or you might need to do like a hand puzzle where you've got to guide something to a certain place and stuff. It's really good. I was really impressed with it. I mean, it's got very good. I think it's got like overwhelmingly positive reviews on the non-VR version. And the VR version is obviously the same game, just with motion controls. So I think this is going to be a really good game to play, especially co-op. Like, there's not many puzzle games co-op, and I'm really enjoying like there was that Rooms of Realities I thought was really good like to play with you guys. And then this as well, which is going to have 25 rooms. So if it took us 20, 30 minutes per room for three rooms, 
imagine that times 25 and then on top of that there's a um a community edit level editor so there's apparently a thousand community made levels so you can like just try community levels that are going to be obviously mixed variety of quality but i imagine some of the highest rated ones are going to be still pretty good to play through as well so there's going to be like probably 10 plus easy hours worth of content with this thing so yeah i think it's definitely one of the my more of my most anticipated games coming up this year to be honest i think it's going to be really good fun to play through it what do you think it, oh yeah i liked it a lot do you think the puzzles in this are better than rooms of realities or on par or the rooms of realities ones are more vr puzzles because it's made for vr but yeah. these puzzles i found were more interesting like you had to think more yeah that's true they were more kind of puzzly where you've got like it's like i say you've got a book and you've got to read through the book to find out what you need to do or you've got like hieroglyph hieroglyph how do you say it hieroglyphics hieroglyph yeah i can't fucking say it whatever them things are in egypt like you've got those and you've got to figure out in the book what each one means so that you can get the code to be able to put into the thing and yeah there's it was just i found the puzzles even though they weren't more they were more like obviously flat centric they were more interesting to solve like mentally mm -hmm. like they were they took more like the, the rooms of realities ones a lot of that stuff felt like like kind of um trial and error whereas mm -hmm. these felt more like actual figuring things out to put a code in or something you know it, you couldn't just trial and error them you actually literally f use your brain to figure out what the game wanted you to do which i find those more interesting than trial and error type puzzles yeah personally the controls were not bad like they weren't like you pick some, something up and then your hand disappears and you've got a floating thing and you can like put them in some sort of invent inventory type thing and yeah it was fine it was for it's serviceable the other thing as well is like when you're in vr and you you can't like if I look at you in VR playing, like you want, you want, I can't see your hands moving around. Like you, you move around like you're a two D gamer, just using a mouse and keyboard. Where you kind of just stuff yeah, like, kind of like just floating in front of you. You couldn't we see. We see the object you're holding, but it's just kind of floating in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. Which I get. I get. I get. Obviously, it's difficult to get the avatars to look good. Um, like Rooms of Reality uses the um, meta avatars. So they're like the preset ones that look okay. Uh, whereas this 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 game's got like a, an avatar creator, so you can literally customize your avatar, change costumes and hats and stuff. So they probably want to keep that system um, for their non-VR game. So whether they're going to be able to figure out a way to make it so that you can see the arms and have all the inverse kinematics and everything, it's not the end of the world if you can't. I just think it, it was kind of weird seeing you kind of like waddle around awkwardly in in your your avatar when in reality you're actually just moving your arms like a normal person but yeah. that's my that's my only real complaint to be honest everything else i liked so um one thing about the controls is we were all confused initially but there's a tutorial that we didn't do where it explains the controls so yeah i would say do that first you do the tutorial because we we it's not like a tradition it's it's one of those where it's obviously been made as a VR game for by someone who don't like play loads of VR games because some of the stuff's not as intuitive as you. It's not like a VR inventory system. It's kind of weird the way you have to access things. It's not difficult once you know how to use it. It's just not the normal thing of how you control things in VR. So you have to learn. You want to go through the tutorial to make sure you know how to do everything because you'll yeah. not 
like we were we were struggling for like five minutes to try and figure everything out yeah all right the next one is warplanes air core so there's two other game two other flying games by these one is like yeah world war one or something and then the next one is i think world war two planes yeah and then this one is more modern because you can uh fly helicopters and jets uh and this is co-op so we the three of us it was me alex and josh all playing together on these co-op missions and it was fun and it like it looked good in the cockpit but there were some like there were issues where where josh's game was freezing like he it was still running, but like he just what was it? He couldn't control his jet anymore or something. Yeah, I think he had to switch to Steam VR because we was trying to use the like Oculus. Oh, okay. Or, yeah, that's maybe, what it was. Or maybe it was the other way around, and, and yeah, it was just constantly freezing. Where his plane, his plane, or whatever, was just like hovering in the air, and mm-hmm. you could see it in the game store, but he literally couldn't move. Nothing was functioning. I had some issues where like I think I had a crash at one point and. Yeah, it was a bit. It's a little bit buggy. Um, yeah. And then one of us, like, it looks like I'd finish the mission, and then you guys are still going. Oh yeah, like we, you'd do all the objectives, but for some reason, like they weren't checking off for us. So then, yeah, we were having to try and do them again. But then I think towards the end, the last mission, it even it was completely broken, and we couldn't even do the. We couldn't get objectives. out of it at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's got some issues. It's one. It's uh, I liked it, but I won't play it myself. Like. If you want to play, it's like a mixture between simulator and arcade. It's like it's not super arcadey, although you can have like an arcade flight mode, and it's not like ultra simulator. There's a simulator mode, so you know it's e- it's easy to fly them around. You've got like a virtual cockpit where you can reach out with your motion controls, grab your joystick, and move it around. And you've got your throttle where you can move that around with your hands and stuff. It's 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 pretty cool, and it looks a lot better in the headset than I was expecting. It looks pretty basic on video on 2d video but in vr mm-hmm. it actually looks pretty good i was surprised but it's not if you want to play an arcade flight game in vr on pc then i recommend project wingman because it's way better than this um but if you want to play but, it but that doesn't have that doesn't have motion controls though no you'd have to use a gamepad or you would have to use a whole task you know uh yeah but the, i mean the I find these flying games kind of boring after a while because you are literally just doing the same thing. Like, you just fly, shooting shit, and that's it. Yeah. Um, the good thing about this, though, is it's got, it's got, like, helicopters, and it's got, um, like, certain planes that are specialized in taking out ground units. So they've got, like, rockets and stuff, and then you've got, obviously, like, fighter jets that are fast for air-to-air combat. So there's a bit of variety. It's a good game. I mean, I, other than the bugs, I didn't have any major complaints. It's just, for me, I'd rather play project wingman if i was going to play one of these types of games myself but obviously then because of co-op it made it more fun i was just playing together and picking out all the enemies and stuff it was it's, it's not bad i wouldn't say it's like amazing but i wouldn't say it's terrible okay so on steam that they they had multiple they've had multiple patches since we last played it but the problem is they don't ever put patch notes right. so, so I, you never I don't know, know what, what they doing. fixed mm-hmm. mm. uh I always on Reddit, like I'm always seeing people talk about VTOL VR. Like that's like people think that's a great and that's motion control flying game. I haven't played it in years. I wasn't impressed a long time ago, but I don't know. Yeah, it's a proper hardcore. Um, it's like you've got to sit and learn 
every control you you can press oh, all the buttons and I can't do yeah, that. Yeah, you've got to you've got to sit and learn how to fly a plane basically. You've got to like learn oh. all the buttons and switches and systems and it's not my sort of thing. I oh. tried it and it was like I spent 10 minutes on the ground just like <laughs> the tutorial teaching me how to fly the thing. You know what I mean? So it's it's that sort of thing. So uh. If you're into that sort of thing, it's great, but for me it's like too much, too hardcore for me. Yeah. All right, we'll go to the next thing. The next one is uh, Zeptix. I have your video here. and uh, Oh, yeah. Go, I forgot about this. I could go straight to yeah. the Zeptix part, or I could just... Would you rather me just... Just leave it playing. Just leave it playing. It's only like I don't know, 30 seconds or something of the footage for the Zeptix. And go to Virtual Insider on YouTube to watch the full video. Yeah, that, well, I made a video which is worth watching, to be honest, even though um, obviously it's my video, but it's it's basically a, a highlights of all the best mods for Half-Life Alex from this year. So it's got this level that I'm going to talk about now, as well as a bunch of other levels that you're worth playing and a few other little mods and stuff for Half-Life Alex. Um, but the best one, which I would, which I really wanted to highlight because it's so good, is Zeptix, which is literally like six to seven hour campaign where you play through like a yeah, it's like a story campaign where you're playing through half half Alex type gameplay loop, but it's just really well done. Like they've got new custom assets, so there's different environments that you've not seen. There's um some new enemy types that you've got to deal with. You just they've just done a really good job with the level design where they've just managed to take the standard like enemies and stuff and they've managed to spice it up and make them interesting and different. And it's really hard at times as well. Like I was play I was playing it with this mod called Mercenaries. Merciless, uh, called Merciless for Half-Life Alex, which it takes all the enemies, like the zombies, headcrabs and everything, it makes them harder. And some of the combine encounters especially, like, absolutely brutal. But it's also, I, I kind of, I find I need that because the, the standard Half-Life Alex gameplay loop I found a bit too easy. So I find adding that makes it really challenging. It makes it more fun for me. But yeah, it's it's pretty tough at times. I think it's supposed to be pretty tough even without that. So maybe try it without um, to see how you get on. But yeah, it's just really well paced. You, you've got a mixture of all the different enemies. You've got zombies, you've got head crabs, you've got antlions, you've got the electric, uh, what they call them, electric dog enemy type things. You've got, you know, lots of combine fights. It just does interesting things where you've got like one section where you're in like a, a dark area with this generator so you have to walk up to this generator turn the generator on to turn some lights on and then you'll have like a wave of zombies and head crabs that come out of the darkness because you can't see where they're coming from like the head crabs will literally just jump out of normally you can see the head crabs like do that little thing where they tell you where they're going to come from because you can't see them they'll literally kind of jump out of nowhere it just makes it way more intense and there's just way just loads of different moments like that there's a minefield that you have to go through but whilst you're in the minefield there's head crabs are popping up all over the place so you're having to like try and fight off head crabs whilst also avoiding mines and stuff so it's, it's just really well done and if you want some more half life Alex gameplay and you know it's obviously completely free and i highly recommend downloading this it's called zeptix which is z h e p t i c k here's zeptix on the video it's on the video now if you're watching the video, but yeah, it's it's great. I really really can't recommend it enough if you if you really want to play some more like Half Life Alex gameplay loop and it's just Half Life Alex is still one of the best games for me. It's like it's so polished. 
even though it's obviously quite limited in, in in a lot of areas, like you can't jump around. Although there is a mod that makes you jump now if you wanted to, but you can't. Obviously, you've only got three weapons. They're all one hundred weapons and stuff. I still love the game. I still think it's such a great, well made game, and the gameplay loop I personally think is just really good. I think it's really fun. Um, so yeah, check it out if you want to. I haven't tried any of these mods, but I need to. I just keep forgetting about it because. I don't know. I guess I have too many. You, no, you, you you tried that. I thought you tried that levitation or whatever it was called. I thought, I'm sure. Well, I tried. Yeah, that one. But I haven't tried anything since then. Yeah. Did you enjoy that though? On the levitation one. And uh, I was kind of mad on it. Yeah. Oh well, because I mean, that's one yeah. of the best ones. So if you didn't enjoy that, then there's no point in trying the others. What about Zeptics? Some people. Zeptics better. Zeptics is my new favorite. Yeah. So that's yeah. that. Personally, I think that's better. And if you like hard, like really hard combat and gameplay then this is definitely worth it if you if you played through the main campaign of half-life alex and you were like yeah that's good but it was kind of easy oh wait play this i didn't play oh. levitation i didn't play levitation i played the whatever the one is with the weird drug thing whatever that one was oh i thought you played levitation i thought i saw you play no. what, when you're on the train and stuff and there's like the ambush on you on the train and stuff like that mm. i just want to watch what, gameplay footage what's you the... playing it me? I haven't made an Alex video. Oh. Uh, only Alex video I ever made then. was the original game. Oh. That's not you then. Someone else oh, just played it. Your audio just went nuts when you went, oh. 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 Uh, <laughs> so what was the one with the drugs that was, you know, where it's... Oh, that was uh, going to the nightclub and the drugs. and yeah. that, that was a cool level, but Levitation's better than that because it's um, it's like three hours long. It's really well done. Well, this is the levitation was my favorite. This is now my new favorite. This Zeptics one. So, if you mm. want to play the best one, then play levitation and play Zeptics. They're the two absolute best ones, in my opinion. There's some good ones as well, like Gunman Contracts. And there's oh, I don't like yeah, that. There's one. loads of good ones. You don't like that one? Nah, I didn't like it. Yeah, I mean, that changes the like the formula. It's more fast paced, kind of like a John Wick style. You jump in it, you're walking into rooms, quickly taking out enemies, like a Kind of like a time crisis type of thing, more where enemies are kind of they're always in the same place. They don't really move around much and stuff. Everyone says John Wick, and I'm like, whatever that means. Never seen John Wick. John Wick's just <laughs> like a, a a guy. Yeah, he's like a hired gun who's just really he, he goes into he goes into like environments and he's just shooting everyone like bang bang bang. You know, one shot like like his. Is it is it Bill yeah, or Ted? I don't remember which one was which. It's... Keanu, was he Bill or Ted? Uh -huh. I think he was I Bill. Know, I think he's he Bill. He was Bill, I think. Yeah, yeah, so. I'm sure he's Bill. Bill. Yeah. All right. Uh, are we going to the next thing? Yeah. All right, so we played Meow Wolf a few times. Yep. We played it with Josh, and we played it with Ivan. We did the easy and the hard. And I think I think we all agree this is now our favorite course, right? Yeah, it's my favorite, definitely. Yeah, because it's so colorful. All, every time... Yeah, every time a new one comes out, we talk about it and we're like, yeah, it was pretty good. You know, yeah, the course looked good. And yeah, the, we don't really have anything to really say yeah. much on it. But this one's like, this one's really good. Like the, the environment's are really colorful, vibrant, interesting. They've, they've got really weird creatures and stuff around. The courses are really creative. It's, it's, uh, it's the best one by far, I think, personally. Yeah, and they totally, like some of the holes, like there's, there's, tons of holes so you don't even know which one you're supposed to go for 
there's places where you're supposed to hit your ball into the water counterintuitively. You know, there's places where your ball, you go, you use portals like in that video. And then there's places where you hit something and then your ball splits off into 10 different colors. So the first yeah. time you, you do them, you're like, whoa, what's going on? What the hell? So probably the first yeah, time so... you play it is the best, probably. Yeah, the first time is definitely the best because I played it, we played it again with Ivan. It was like, and I didn't have that appeal as, as yeah. the first time. But because the first time you're kind of discovering stuff, which is, I don't really want to spoil too much, but like, You'll, you'll walk up to a hole and you're just not even sure what you even need to do sometimes. You're like, what, how does this work? What am I supposed to be doing? And then you figure out the, the gameplay mechanic of that hole and then you move on to another hole and then it's just something totally different. It's, you don't like reuse the same mechanic over and over. It's like every hole will have, will have some sort of different quirk to it and it's just really creative. It's uh, Hopefully they can do more stuff like this where they just like really think outside the box and it's not just like conventional mini golf i did see someone on reddit because uh, someone on reddit put a post up like wanting to know all the best courses and some people mm -hmm. were like didn't like this one because they said it wasn't like traditional golf they wanted more traditional golf so it's you know some people prefer it's a bit more normal golf whereas for me i think we've played so many of these courses now i'm ready for them to keep like trying out different things and introducing new mechanics and stuff yeah i guess i could see this isn't this isn't that skill based. This a lot of this one is luck, so maybe that's why. Like when you hit yeah, your ball into the, into that thing, and that, there's no skill. It's just your. It's it really is luck as to where your the best ball ends up. Yeah, it feels more like a novelty sort of course. Like it's um, yeah, like a crazy golf course that's more just like crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just. It's yeah. not traditional golf. If you're if you're a sort of person like where you feel like you need to be in full control of everything that's happening, and you you want to be able to like have you know skillfully shoot and the perfect putt, you might not like this one as much because there is obviously certain sections where it's like not really that skill based as much. There's a little more luck involved, like you say. Mm -hmm. All right, the next one. I think you played this too. Machizel. It's free on Steam. Yeah, I played it. Yeah. Yeah, for a free game, I thought it was cool. It's a type of uh, puzzle game where you got to get a ball from one point to another and you use ramps and shit. And uh, I don't know. I, I played for 30 minutes or so. Yeah, I, I played about 30 minutes. Yeah. It's not something I'll keep coming back to, but for free, it was, it was good. It's, I, think um, it has, I think it has 80 levels. Oh, does it? It's quite that. long, then. Yeah. yeah. Everything's like it's what it's a good seated game because everything's in front of you. Uh you don't have to like walk or move around your environment. It's like it's like a set of blocks. You've got like a lot of blocks in front of you and then you've got more blocks that you can pick up and put into the level and you can use your thumbsticks to like rotate it round and you can grab and move your height up and down so you can adjust everything so you can see without having to like get up or lean or anything if you don't want to. And and yeah, it's like they keep introducing new mechanics where you like you'll have some stuff where the ball like deflects off of certain things and you'll have some stuff where the ball will like jump and stuff so you kind of like have to use these blocks and you've got predetermined blocks so you'll only have a certain amount of each type of block and then you have to manually put your hand into the environment like place them within the, like this preset puzzle and then press a button and the ball will then roll through the puzzle and you're trying to get to the end goal so you kind of have to figure out how to get the ball to the end goal using all the different special blocks that you've got that the game gives you. 
Yeah, and I don't know why it's free. He could definitely it charge wasn't something. Free. Yeah, it used to not be. Maybe he's just not going to do any more support. So he said, I'll just make it free then. I think he just wasn't getting any sales. And he was like, well, oh. I may as well just get at least some people hopefully play it. Because I think it's got like 30 reviews or something. It's not It's not a popular game. It's, it's, it's a good game, but it's not like out of all the puzzle games, it's, it's I don't know. I like a I like a VR puzzle game where you kind of feel like you're moving through environments and it feels like you're going to different areas and stuff and like there's this mm-hmm. visual element to it. This is not like that. This is just you're in the same environment and it's just all about just the puzzles. There's nothing more to it than you just solving puzzles. Um so it's a pure yeah. puzzle game. Yeah. What was I gonna say? Shit, I don't remember. Huh? Oh yeah. Did you think it was funny that the the I was I was surprised by the voice. The voiceover was like a hillbilly sounding voice almost. It was like a, a, a very Southern American. Like this looks more like you to me. You would you would hear a voice, maybe more like your voice. You know, like oh, a British voice. Yeah, like, I can't remember. You know, yeah, you would think yeah. like but his, his voice was kind of like this. The guy, the narrator, yeah, yeah. was kind of like, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I remember now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a bit. It didn't really fit with the with the theme. No, no, not at all. There was a girl voice too, and I wasn't sure what. There's some sort of story they're trying to tell. Yeah, there is a story, but you're not going to play it for the story. It's all about the puzzles. Yeah. All right. Next one is out of. I played. I, I talked about this before. I played more out of scale. The Kurz. Oh yeah. Adventure. You got past the thing that you got stuck on. I got past the thing, but the main reason I played it was I got a Quest Games Optimizer, which uh, some you know people call QGO. Oh yeah, it's on uh, itch.io for ten bucks, but you can add I think this three dollar add-on premium add-on, and then it'll give you. Then you can see the time you've played your games. I really wanted that because, like, for example, Azor's Wrath 2, I wanted to know how much time am I putting into this fucking game? So I, I installed it, hoping that it would be able to, like, look maybe two weeks back in, in the past because I read somewhere that sometimes those programs can do that. But it, it did look in the past, so it, said, it, it listed, like, 10 hours for Azor's Wrath 2, but then it listed only, like, one and a half hours for assassin's creed nexus and i was like oh okay well it's not looking all all the way back it's only looking back like maybe maybe only a few days or something so uh but it really made this game look better so this game looks shitty at just default resolution but then i i uh increased i super sampled it to like because this quest games optimizer allows you to individually control a lot of shit but all i did was super sample this up 150 percent and it made it look way better. Like, there were no aliasing issues at all then. Um, but one thing I, I, I didn't... It took me a while to realize how it works is that... Uh, I thought maybe if I launched the game from within Quest Games Optimizer, it would do that. But then if I launched it from just the meta library, it wouldn't use the Quest Games Optimizer settings. But it was it's still... Even though it was launching from the meta library, it was still doing it with the 150% super sampling. So I had to uh, basically this Quest Games Optimizer kind of applies its 
advanced HD settings to all your games kind of automatically. And I had to turn that off because I don't want to run everything with these higher settings because then your battery is going to last, uh, you know, way shorter. So I, I need to experiment with that more. There was a game I tried briefly last night, Racket Club, which came out recently. And that game looked like total shit to me. It looked horrible. It was so low resolution. I was like, damn, they didn't make this game for Quest 3 at all. This is definitely a Quest 2 made game. Yeah. So that, yeah. For exa- that would be a good example for a game where you would want to use Quest Games Optimizer to make it look good. Because I wouldn't even want to play that game the way it looked. It yeah, I've played some Quest. I've tested some games like on the Quest only. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, God, this game looks like shit. How can people play this game? Yeah. It's like you can see the foveated rendering. The resolution looks shimmery. The textures look like blurry messes. It's just some of the Quest 2 games look absolute dog shit, honestly. Really bad. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait for developers to be able to ditch the Quest 2 and make Quest 3 only games because that's when we're going to start to finally see, you know, the end of these. Because the, the Quest 3 is powerful enough to be able to get rid of all this low resolution, low texture shit. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I can't wait. I know it's going to be a while, but yeah, bring it on. I, I can't wait for, the get, for them to get rid of the Quest 2 as a requirement. I do think, though, that putting this game at 150%, and I played it for like 30 minutes, I think that really did affect my battery. Because I think my battery oh. went, <laughs> died fast, way much faster. Yeah, yeah. That's another thing as well. Like Battery life is going to suffer Like if you, if you crank up you know, the, the process is working more and stuff, then obviously yeah. battery life's going to drain fast. That's another problem with the... Is that with your extra batteries and shit as well? Yeah, it killed my extra battery fast. And then I didn't... Wow. I wasn't paying attention. And then it was starting to suck away at the internal battery. Um, yeah. I went from, yeah, like a full battery on my, my uh, Bobo VR. And that, that thing just got z- zapped. Because my Quest oh. 2 now, it used to be two hours, but now it's only like an hour and a half. So I think my battery is starting to die. Um, mm. If, I, if I, play, I play something an hour and a half now and my battery's warning light comes up and I have to stop. So, yeah, battery's a pain in the ass with these things. And yeah, it's more, the main thing that's kind of wireless. I know you're, I think when you use yours on PC, it's fine. It lasts ages. But I think if you're using anything like with a native Quest, you know, a processor and stuff, it seems to eat obviously eat battery a lot faster yeah yeah i might need more than these three bobo batteries i don't know which is insane when you think about it yeah. how long have you left him with asgar's wrath oh that's been okay that hmn. hasn't been bad we are yeah no, it's odd then it uh the 150 percent super sampling maybe that's like way higher than what the resolution of asgar's wrath is it might have been maybe that was too high I don't know. Uh, so now we're ready for talking about game of the year stuff. I don't have any videos for this. I just made, I just made this little graphic. Yeah, no one, probably no one need, watches I, anyway. <laughs> I was gonna say I probably need you to make better graphics because you you're actually good at that. But I don't know. That looks fine. It looks looks like someone just got a word document and. Whatever. <laughs> it looks fine. No one's gonna yeah. care. Nobody does. So. Yeah. All right. No one so, cares about us. Nah. Your forty so thousand subscribers do wanna... don't care about you. 
Do you want to just go over? Um, I was gonna like... read read right now the what other people picked and then get to ours. Okay. All right. So Upload VR picked Vertigo Two as their game of the year, whereas last year they picked What the Bat. It's quite a departure. Which was yeah, what an idea. Yeah. They got a lot of heat for that, so then they went. I just right. they decided to yeah do a one eighty. Because I was looking at that was Red Matter two, and we had Moss Book two in the same year, and they mm -hmm. and they gave it to What the Bat. And they gave like, it to What the Bat. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you insane? I think maybe they wanted the the uh, attention. You think? I don't know. I, I just don't. I think they've got a lot of new people there now because like, originally it was when it was Jamie Feldham who was doing it, and he was like a proper mm -hmm. Ponzi twat. <laughs> who, uh, everything's got to be like art and freaking oh it's got to be we're using vr to the optimum degree yeah so, oh fuck off <laughs> all right so then uh road to vr they had game of the year but they, they didn't really say what their one overall game of the year was they said pc vertigo 2 quest asgard's wrath 2 and psvr 2 horizon call of the mountain mm-hmm do you have anything to say yeah, they about do. that while I, mean, I while I take a drink? Uh, I mean, obviously, I've not played As uh, Asgard's Wrath two, and I've not played Horizon Call of the Mountain. So, oh yeah, so you don't have much to say. All right, well, <laughs> well, I haven't played uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain. Neither of us has a PSVR two, so we can't really comment. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, to get one next year. VR Awards had Ghosts of Tabor as their game of the year. We've both played it. I don't like it. Uh, you might have liked it more than me. Josh sort of likes it. Nick Lane, the old host of this show, likes it a lot. Mm. I think the thing is with the VR VR awards, which we learned um, because we were, when it when it got announced, all the contenders, uh, Vertigo Two wasn't in it, and we were like, "Why? Why is Vertigo Two not in there?" Mm -hmm. It turns out that you've got to literally apply. Like, they don't just like pick out the games. They you have to apply to them to be considered to be you know a, a contender in the game of the year and you also need you can't just like say can you consider me you have to fill out this like weighted answer it's like it's like you're basically <laughs> applying for a job uh to, to prove why your game is worthy of being uh you know a, it's just complete fucking bullshit and you have to, you yeah. have to tell, them, tell them all about your game and what it is. And I'm you like, have to literally pitch them your game and you have to like give them reasons why your game is accessible yeah. to people and all this stuff in it. And then the, they have like a weighting system, like depending on the answers, will get weighted more and less. And that will be how they determine which games get in and which games don't. It's like, no, that's just, it's just so, this is just like a vanity thing for people to, even like the content, you know, like the content. Because they've got like a content of the game, like the YouTuber of the year or whatever. Mm -hmm. You still have to apply for that. Like, if I wanted to be in, if I wanted them to say whether I was, you know, going to be content creator of the year, I would have to then pitch to them why I should be included. And I just think that's just, <laughs> it's so freaking, to me, it's just so vain. It's like, yeah. You, I, it's just like, dude, if, I, if someone said to me, we thought your stuff's really good, you're the, thing of the year i'd be like that's really good i'm i'm really happy about that but the fact that i've got to apply to do that that's like it's meaningless to me i, I just don't give a shit i don't care yeah. about the game awards no, it's not oh, that, that's the vr game that's the v that's a vr specific awards as well that's not even like a, gen, a generic award 
Maybe you have to apply, yeah. and then they send you their pricing sheet. Maybe that's how it works. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like it at all. I don't like the way that they do it. The whole thing. We looked into them, and they're like a marketing company. So the the whole yeah. thing's like some big marketing thing. It's nothing to. It's not. Yeah, I don't. I I really didn't like it. I don't like the way yeah. they do the system at all. All right. So then the game awards. Isn't that the Jeff Keighley one? That's like the big one, yeah, like the big yeah. one of the year. The they games. picked Resident Evil 8, which, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for PSVR 2, we haven't played it, but both Alex and I beat Resident Evil 8 with the Prey Dog I mean, mod. It's, yeah, it's a great game. I mean, yeah. it would be great. It's great in VR, so I have no problem with that. It's like, some people would complain because it's not like a native VR game, but I think why can't ports be contenders? You know, why can't games with vr modes be contenders there's still a vr game you still play them in vr so i have no problem with that personally i'm having problems with my battery right now i'm using you... a quest 3 and he's using an index yeah oh let me see how much how much time you got well no i it i put a new uh a new bobo vr battery in and normally this thing i mean there is a lightning bolt now indicating that my internal battery is getting charged by that battery, but then I would hear a little sound. So there's this sound that you'll hear when that battery is dead and it keeps going off for some reason. I just put a brand new battery in, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, we beat Resident Evil 8 into 2022. I think early 2022. That's like when the Prey Dog mod came out. Yeah. And Great game. Gold, yeah, Golden Joystick Awards. They awarded Horizon Call of the Mountain for PSVR 2. Again, we haven't played it. Never, never played it. The Steam Awards, they have nominees. I don't think they've picked their winners yet. Their nominees are very questionable. I Expect You to Die 3, A Labyrinthine, Gorilla Tag, F123, and Ghost of Tabor. Yeah, I think they're voted by like the people. Yeah, so. Which obviously the system's obviously not. I don't know. It, should, it, just, it just goes to show that you can't have it just rely on people's votes because it clearly the votes are clear. I mean, there's no way that like Labyrinthine, for example, or F one twenty three. I feel like that's got to be including people voting for that game of the year for non VR or something. I don't understand how that could be. Or maybe people are filling out the thing and then they're just like, oh, well, I know that game, so I just click on that because yeah. like most people aren't going to have VR, so. If you're going through these awards and you're picking out all the games, you're just gonna pick. You're just gonna pick one, aren't you? Like, oh, well, I know F one twenty three, so I'll just pick that, rather than it being like a specific VR thing for people who actually use VR. So yeah, I don't think that's really got much meaning to it, to be honest. But so we played. So many... I expect you to die three together. Suffer through that. Yeah. We we play labyrinthine together. We've never. I've never Suffered played Gorilla Tag. Not interested. Did you play F-123? No, I played last year's, but they, they bring out a new one. It's virtually the same game, so I'm not buying another version of it. So this is interesting. I've gone through all of my Bobo VR batteries now, and they're, none of them are charging my headset. So I don't know what's going on here, but Uh-oh. this is the first time this has happened. But my internal battery is full, but oh. they're just not charging... My headset. I guess you'll have to see how long it lasts for them. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, all right. So, 2023 Game of the Year. Our nominees 
Or Vertigo 2, Arizona Sunshine 2, Asgard's Wrath 2, Assassin's Creed Nexus, Dungeons of Eternity, The Seventh Guest, Propagation Paradise Hotel, Breachers, I put, oh, you put in another Fisherman's Tale? Oh, you <laughs> bastard. I like that game. All right. Also, I, I put District Steel question mark because we both liked it. it. I think it came out this year. But obviously, it's not. It's not really. It's a good game. It's, a, yeah. uh, it's, early, it's early access as well, so it's kind of not finished. Yeah. Okay, so. And another Fisherman's Tale, you need to say it. Oh, God, another Fisherman's Tale. Great game. Yeah. It For me, it's it was terrible on Index, but you were using Index and didn't mind. Nope, I liked it. Wow. How did you not? constantly accidentally grip i don't know maybe i just open my hands more and i can't open my hands, hands much my hands just automatically want to do a, a, a well you don't have that problem anymore because now you've you've gone to the dark the other side means the dark side yeah oh the quest side yeah yeah that's true but my hands are still doing the dick grip i just can't stop them from doing it right now Mm, I don't know. All right. Uh, so I don't know. What's your pick? I already know. You gave it away last uh, last uh, podcast. Well, I'll give my top three. Okay. Uh, my third in third place, I'd say another fisherman's tale. Wow, which is why I put it in there. I really enjoyed it. I genuinely really enjoyed it. It's the most creative puzzle game I've played in VR. I thought it was really really good. Graphics good, story good. I loved it. Great game. Shit. Only problem, uh, I don't agree, but you know, mm-hmm. you're entitled to your opinion, even if it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And okay. it's also a bit short. That's the only thing I'd say. It's like four hours or something. So that's the only thing going against it. But if you like puzzle games, it's essential. I think it's great. Then number two, the problem I've got is I haven't played, um, I haven't played Asgard's Wrath two, and I haven't played a. Uh, Assassin's Creed, Nexus. So then, obviously, not going to be a contender, which I imagine it would be for me if I played them. Um, so there's that. So with that in mind, my number two is probably Arizona Sunshine 2. It's not like a clear standout. I enjoyed all the other games that are in this list that I have played, but it's probably maybe it's a recency bias as well, but it was. I just really enjoyed it in co-op, and I thought it was a really well-made, polished game. And then my number two, uh, number one is Vertigo Two, which is by far my number one. It's like not even close. It's just an amazing game. I absolutely loved it. It's just so creative. It's got loads of cool VR weapons, loads of enemy variety, location variety, loads of excellent pacing. There's a few moments with like spikes of difficulty, which made it. A bit of frustrating, but I believe they've patched that and made them better anyway. And they've even like done an update with uh, like custom levels, so there's more content for it. It's just a great game. It plays really well. I just loved it. I really, really enjoyed it. Couldn't stop playing it. It's one of those games where I just kept playing it and playing it until eventually I nearly finished it. I didn't quite finish it, but I got to the end. All right, for my top three... It's it's kind of tough between for so for me it's between 
It's between Assassin's Creed Nexus and Asgard's Wrath 2, and I, I'm not you've sure. Not, you've not finished Asgard's Wrath neither, so that's kind of... Yeah, so um, I did say I had more fun in Assassin's Creed Nexus, so... Yeah. But probably Asgard's Wrath 2 is a better game, but I had more fun in Nexus. I don't know. I'll just say well, for now, Asgard's Wrath 2 is third. Assassin's yeah. Creed Nexus is two. My number one is Vertigo 2, just like you. Yep. So I'll just play a Vertigo, the Vertigo 2 trailer since we both picked Vertigo 2. And actually, Josh said Vertigo 2 is his pick too. Yeah, see, it's, a really, it's a really good game. That's he why said, I... Uh, sorry, wait. He said Richard Burns, actually he said Dick Burns is the game of this century. I'll vote Vertigo 2. What I've played so far is fucking awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And that's why it's so frustrating when you see like the the official like the only VR specific award show like with big award show like that, yeah. And it's not included. It just makes a mockery of their system because the guy. I mean, obviously, the guy, the Zach, who is the solo developer of that game, isn't a dickhead who feels like he needs to like apply to you know. I'd be I'd be the same as him if I was him and I were making a game. I won't. I'd feel offended that they would make me want to apply to then pitch them and like do this whole spreadsheet and telling them all these different points and why my game's great just for them to consider me. I just don't like that system. It sucks. Yeah. And all the other like, if you look at the other VR specific like Upville VRs, done Vertigo Two, Road to VR, Vertigo Two. Obviously, the Game Awards they don't really know VR, so they've just gone with. The thing is, if you look at the Game Awards and if you look at um, the Golden Joysticks Awards, majority of their games were like PSVR 2 exclusives. They were like Resident Evil 8, Gran Turismo 7, uh, Horizon Call of the Mountain, Humanity. So it's like the PC side thing's kind of a little bit lost in the mainstream media for VR. Yeah. Whereas obviously like you've got Oculus, well, Meta Quest, and you've got the PSVR 2. Those are like more mainstream consoles that... The, you know, the, with the bigger releases that people pay attention more to. So Vertigo 2, in my opinion, is the best game. I haven't played, obviously, Horizon Call of the Mountain or any of those, but I still think, personally, based on what I've seen, that Vertigo 2 would still be my favorite. I think it's still not out for PSVR 2 yet, Vertigo 2. No, it was supposed to be. It got delayed because they had some bugs that they needed to fix. It's next year now. Yeah, Which, it so... maybe it'll now get contended for you know, <laughs> 2024. A game of the year. Yeah. Yeah, so this... Like, I like games that are fucking weird, that have monsters and aliens, and change up the environment. And, like, this this game is 100% all of that. And what's crazy is I didn't even like the demo much. So I was like... Yeah, I know. I remember you saying that. You didn't like the demo. Yeah, but I love the, the actual game. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It's great. Yeah, and it's it's... There's, it's funny, and uh, you know the not. What is Nani the funniest part of it? Yeah, I, I don't think I found any. Of it. I think the funniest part is just reading some of the comments. You no, know, some of the comments uh, when it's loading, like it'll tell you. Oh yeah, funny yeah, little yeah. things like make sure to reload when you run out of ammo and stuff like that. Just uh, if you're getting shot, dodge or you know just general like stupid tips yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's it's got a good sense of humor. It's just it's just a fun game. 
it's just fun from start to finish, apart from the few frustrating parts. But even those, I, I pushed through it because I just really wanted to see the rest of the game. So it's really good. Yeah, I played all the way through this in like a, a day or two because I just wanted to yeah, keep you... playing it. That's normal for me. But um, yeah, it is brutally hard. I th- I do think most people probably haven't finished it because there are boss fights that are just really fucking brutally hard. Yeah, you could put the difficulty down though. We were playing it on yeah. the regular, and there is an easy mode. Um, so if you if you kind of not like great at video games, then maybe just put easy mode because it's still worth playing through it even on easy. And I, ha- I still haven't tried these other characters. I need to I need to try that. You should download because they've got the new update, and they've got like I said, they've got these levels that. Zach's actually created himself to showcase like the new characters. So there's like oh. three levels that have got the different characters to play through, which are new levels. So you're not just playing through the same levels, and they're mm. really the levels are actually pretty cool. So okay. uh, yeah, it's worth tra- it's worth trying the update just to do those levels. To be honest, did you ever try the final boss again? Nope. All right, I'll let Should that I... go. I'll let that go. Yeah. All right, now we're going to talk about the mod of the year. So there was the Half-Life 2 Episode 1 mod, and then the Half-Life 2 Episode 2 mod came out. Then the Far Cry mod came out. Portal 2 mod came out. Lesser known, Bendy and the Ink Machine. I think we both played that. I played all the way through that. Um, There were Team Beef mods, but a lot of those were Quest only, and I didn't have a Quest, you know? Well, they've just brought out the PC version of... um... Jedi Outcast and Jedi Academy. So now you can play the G- yeah the Jedi Academy and Jedi Outcast mods with you know motion controls and lightsabers and everything. We've now got a PC version which I, t- I tested and it works great. So if you like those oh, games, Steam, you can. Steam only said you had a minute, one minute in the, that game. Did it? Long. Yeah, it said one minute. I played it for more than a minute. I didn't okay. play it for long because it's it's too retro, it's too old for me. But like yeah. in terms of to be honest, it's. Uh, it's fine, yeah. I and downloaded the, uh, and them, but then uh, both Chrome and Windows Defender told me it had viruses. What, like, so what then I was download? like, all right. I downloaded from the GitHub. So then I, I asked on the their, uh, their fucking Discord, what's the deal with that? And they said that the the installer program they use, you know, gets flagged for viruses. For oh, yeah, viruses. but... I've had that with loads of stuff with um, these X's and stuff that for some reason get flagged. Even the injector uh, flag gets flagged them sometimes when I've downloaded a new version of that, which we do. Mm. I do have an announcement on that. I don't know if you've noticed. Uh, they've made an announcement that that will be releasing today Ooh. as a recording. So at 9 p.m. my time. I don't know what Your time. time. Well, that's soon. Yeah. Holy shit. That's 4 p.m. my time. Yeah, so... 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah. Wow. So in a couple of hours. This Is this thing even going to be public? This thing might not even be public before then. This, uh, yeah, so if, if you listen to it after it, it's out, basically. Yeah. If you want to play the injector, it's out. Just Google it. Okay. Um, which wouldn't I mean, be already... the... In- I was going to I already have be... too many games. I have too many games already. Yeah, I mean, you can be selective about what you play with the injector, though, because obviously not... The one thing I'll say is that because I've been a tester for a while, is that 
an average game in VR is still an average game. Like, there's no point. Like, if one thing you'll see is like you'll find there's loads, like so many, there's hundreds of Unreal Engine games, and you're like, oh my god, look at this, look at that, and look at that. And then you jump into some of them, and you're like, this is kind of like okay, you know, it's not amazing. Just because you're in VR, it doesn't make it like a ten out of ten game. So you're better off just focus on the stuff that's really good, and then kind of work your way down. So like, if there's if there's an Unreal Engine game that you really want to play. Play that first, and then just kind of like, as you as you work your way through the list of games, the hundreds of games, just get the ones that are the best games because they're the ones that are obviously worth playing more than the than the shit ones. All right, back to mod of the year. The mod I played the most this year was Valheim. That was twenty percent of my Steam time. But that's not eligible because it didn't come out this year. Um, so, do you know what your 2023 mod of the year is? Do you, there's probably another mod you played that's not on this list. I don't know. I mean, if we're talking um, just in general mods, then it's got to be the Injector because I've been playing it for the past year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If, if we're just talking about an individual game mod, then I would say Half-Life 2, Episode 2. Okay. It's my favorite. Then followed by Portal 2. I didn't like Bendy and the Ink Machine, and Far Cry was a bit too old for me. I, I found it too dated. Okay. That's it. My mod of the year is Far Cry. And I'll now <laughs> use that. I'll use that as an excuse to show my video. Yeah, that, that was by far the, the funnest for me. I played Far Cry when it came out, like in 2000 who the hell knows when i don't know if that was 2004 or i don't remember yeah and uh it was so fucking hard i got far in it but i didn't i never beat it so i made it my mission to beat it in vr and it was you know I, just like in this video i played all standing physical turn which to me is yeah. way more immersive way more fun and that was even with an index you know you can do that with a chord i always hear people saying well well i sit and play because I have a cord. I'm like, well, hey, look at my videos. It's, it's, you can do it, but I don't know. People, some people just like, just say you can't. You can. I um, mean, I've got yeah. an index and do it. Yeah. It was awesome, but it's, it's brutally hard. It's much harder than Vertigo 2. I died yeah. way more times than I did in Vertigo. Like Vertigo 2, it tells you your number of deaths. Mine was over 100. In Far Cry... It would have been probably would have been hundreds. I don't know how many fucking deaths I had because it gets crazy. Yeah, um, I liked it, but it was just. I think the main thing for me was that AI was just felt really old. Like yeah, it does. You can't stealth or anything. You you literally get spotted and then like loads of guys just come running at you and they just run at you and just shoot at you and there's yeah. It just felt really. If that was the main thing, like the visually, it didn't look bad in the headset. It was just the AI just really annoyed me. Uh, and I just didn't want to play it anymore. Yeah. For me, it was the environment, like this lush jungle environment and everything. I just loved it. And uh, Yeah, it looks great. The, what, what's the guy's name? Folger something? He kept updating uh, yeah. it. And he, he's made the mod you know, even better than when I played it. Um, yeah, so. he, was, he was working on a Prey mod, but I don't know if he's doing anything with that. Oh, yeah, you know, the is. new The new... Um, new prey because there's actually a prey mod for quest you know the first original prey 
Oh yeah, that, see that's it. that's another reason I I got this quest. Is there a bunch of mods I want to play that like that's a team beef mod maybe. It might be. I'm not sure. It might not be team beef. I think it's some I think it's someone else, but it's definitely okay. only on the quest. Okay. Yeah, I need there's a bunch of stuff <laughs> I, I need to try. Yeah, I'm looking at the play mark, of course. All right. So I guess that's it. Um I have a, a yeah. video of a video of you with Alex. You already talked about UEVR, but in this video Alex and Alex. The other Alex is a waifu enjoyer on YouTube. If you go to his channel, you'll see tons of Unreal Engine games being tested with the injector. Yeah, so in this like video, Alex is yeah they're playing sixth off Aliens Fireteam Elite with sixth off weapons, yeah. right? With motion controls, yeah. Yeah, the weapon angle cool. was a little bit off, uh, so it was hard to aim like down the sights and stuff. But I think they've improved the profile for that. Because you can, like, I, I, it's beyond me. It, like, it's, it is easy compared to, obviously, modding a game with six stuff like, motion controls. But you still got to know what you're doing. You still have to, like, look through different, like, stuff and add some sort of overlapper tool. And, yeah, it's, 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 luckily, there's plenty of people who know what they're doing and they're making profiles. So you can just download profiles for games and you'll have, you know, uh, six stuff motion controls. It is only one handed support. Like if you're aiming a two handed gun, it is just one handed. You're not gonna have like two handed grip or anything. Although there is the potential for modders to then add that in or Praydog might, you know, put some updates in it that, that adds like some basic two handed motion control aiming capability. So yeah, I think this thing's gonna only improve over time. And it opens up the potential for so many different games. So many different games. Like playing, like this game, Aliens Fireteam Elite, is a third-person game, obviously with a gamepad normally. And with the mod, we're able to make it first-person with motion controls. So it's like completely transformed the game into something more native to VR, even if it's not you know perfect native VR. And it's just like it's like playing the game again because it's experiencing it from a different viewpoint. You've you're aiming with your hands and stuff. It's it's really cool. Uh, Do you even so need many to games look down that... the sights in this game? Because don't you have a cursor that's always there? You do, you do. I, I turn the cursor I mean... off. Yeah, oh, okay. I turn the crosshair off. But you could uh... just leave the crosshair on and just aim like. Cause I was using the smart gun, so mm -hmm. like when uh... you even so when I was like I was just like having it at my hip, and then I was just. You can't really see my gun in the bottom left because that's my screen because I'm literally just holding it down like in my hip. Then you just, I say, so you squeeze the left grip and then that will like, activate the like, aiming thing. Mm -hmm. And then it just like locks onto the targets and stuff. It's, it, the smart gun's cool in this game with the most controls. And I was using a gun stock as well. So it was like, it felt like I was holding a two-handed gun. If you've got a gun stock, it makes a difference in these games. But yeah, there's so many games, so many different cool games to play. It would be hard for me to like even try and list some games like Atomic Heart. You know, uh, I mean, just so many. It's like hard to even start saying games. There's just so many different games to play with the injector. Could a total noob get this injector, get the profile, put the profile in, start the game up, and then like just go? Or do they have to fuck around with the menus and change things? No, uh, I mean, the guy, Alex, who's made this video, he's like been the main tester and he's he's been making profiles for a bunch of games um, for you to download. And all you do is you open the, the tool and then you click on import 
and then you literally import select the folder uh for the profile and then click import and it'll just import it into the game and then you start the game up you you can inject you have to start the game press the inject on the injector and then you put the headset on and it'll just all be working as it should um okay. this 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 profile that i'm using i didn't make this profile with the motion controls he sent me the profile I imported it into the thing, and then I just loaded the game. I didn't adjust anything. This is as mm, good. This is as it was for how he sent it for me. So that's why, even if you don't want to like mess around with it and stuff, with time, there's going to be more and more profiles for like motion control stuff. And there's a lot of stuff as well that you can play. Like not every game needs to be first person with motion controls. There's stuff like platformers and stuff. You know, third person platformers that you just play. Little nightmares. Great. Little Nightmares, there's Crash Bandicoot 4, and there's uh, San, uh, It Takes Two, there's um, Sackboy. Sackboy, yeah, there's loads of like cool platformers in Unreal Engine that you can play through. Just third person, just being in the world, in 3D, everything looking like it's there right in front of you. You can adjust the scale as well, so you can make things like they're like miniatures, so it's like I'm in a miniature like world in front of you, so that everything looks tiny, like a little toy. Or you can make it bigger so it looks more life-size. It's just so much flexibility. It's the best... I mean, I'd go as far as say it's the best mod in terms of what it can do ever made for a video game. I can't think wow. of a mod that does what this does. Like, I mean, think of a mod that makes you... that completely transforms, gives you so much power over yeah. hundreds, if not thousand-plus games. It's just incredible. And there's a spreadsheet. I'll put a link on the YouTube page for this video uh, there's a spreadsheet where you can see a list of every game that they've tested and you know they they give a rating of how well it works uh, they, they they'll say if it has three off or six off controls yeah there's, there's, you know, that's, that's alex alex has done all that he's done an amazing job with the testing yeah. he's done he's like bought he's literally said he's spent like over four thousand pounds on games he's oh like God. gone crazy Every new wow. game comes out, he'll just buy it and test it. Even if he like plays a game, he probably barely plays games. He, he spends so much time just like jumping in, messing around with stuff. I don't think there's many games where he's actually just played them. You know what I mean? He's just he's been properly just testing and testing and testing. Uh, and uh, you know, if, if he finds something that's broken, he'll he'll send the crash report and what have you to uh, to Praydog, and then Praydog looks at the stuff and he's like, okay, and then. Somehow, like an hour later, he'll be like, okay, that's fixed. And he sends a new build and then you test it and it's fixed and he, it works. It's, it's incredible. I, He's like, I assume he doesn't have a wife. I assume he just has a waifu. Because what woman is going to put up with all that? <laughs> what, Alex or the, or Prado? Alex, Alex buying all those games and spending all that time testing the games and shit. Alex has got, he's, he's, he's posted his girlfriend and stuff. He's got a Oh, well, um, well, she's cool. In fact, he's got. Cool then. He's got a real life waifu because she's Japanese. He met her in Japan. Oh. So he's like, Oh. He actually has a wife. Yeah. Damn. Well, good job, Alex. Yeah, he's got it all. All right, he does. So the, the next thing I'm waiting for is also by Prey Dog. This is just this is just Gamer Tag's reaction video to uh, trailer. Yeah, to the trailer of uh, Resident Evil Four for PSVR yeah. Two. Yeah, I'm just waiting for this to come out. I think he's totally done with it. He just hasn't released it yet no he's not he's not completely done with it he did he did quite oh, okay. a bit with it and then i think he just stopped because he realized he didn't want to release it for a while um okay. i think he's got like basics in but he's probably going to want to like spend some time polishing it making it better 
I don't know when it's going to come out because it's just a case of like, he didn't, we really didn't want to release it before the port. And I think he said that he wants to give it like time uh, between like, so you don't, you don't get like any problems with Capcom trying to shut it down and stuff because obviously they've got an official port and then he brings out a mod and it can get complicated. So yeah. It will be. It will come out at some point this year. I don't know if it's going to be six months, two months. I, don't, I have no idea. Um, I don't know. I mean, with Preydog, I have no idea like how how much time Extra is going to put into it. Whether it's going to be, you know, whether it's going to add some crazy shit and make it feel native VR, or whether it's going to be like more basic. I, I don't know. Like, it, it always surprises me what what he's capable of. So, who the hell knows? Yeah, and he's only like twenty eight years old. Yeah, he was in his like twenties. It's like I thought he was an older guy, but yeah, he's he's just really smart. Uh, yeah. He's just a really smart guy. He was just just incredibly. He, he must like he's like Neo from the Matrix. He sees everything in code. He doesn't <laughs> see the world in real life. He he just like sees numbers and freaking C plus plus code, and he just knows how to like read. I don't know. I, it's just it's just beyond my capabilities. Yeah. All right, so now we'll go to upcoming games. Uh, we already talked about Hard Shot. Um, that's coming out January 11th. This is PC. Yeah, it's coming into early access. It's only going to have the. I think it's only going to have the first chapter, and I think he's then going to release the rest of the chapters like gradually over the year. So just bear that in mind. But it looks really cool though. Like it's got a really cool art style. Gunplay looks good. Um. Um, it's not going to be long before we get to try try it out if you want to play early access. And then uh, January 16th is Toy Trains. This is like recently announced, I think. Yeah, this is a weird one because it's, my, it's made by the same developers as Superhot. Um, hmm. And then built a new team. I thought, well, maybe some of the developers maybe, but yeah, it's like a completely different game. It's like you've got a toy train set and you've got to make the train like using different pieces and i think you've only got certain pieces and you've got to build it up and it looks it's not something i'm I'm that interested in but i'll probably try it anyway i learned from your video that you know you have a video about like upcoming pc games or something and uh i learned from your video that this game you know actually has like objectives so there's actually some sort of campaign like well that's yeah surprised i thought it i thought it was probably just you just build a toy train thing which wouldn't interest me at all but if it has a campaign i am interested no it's because i looked at that on the steam page it says it's got like challenges and objectives and apparently each like i think you'll have have like you can see that you've got your board and so you'll have probably start off with a really basic board and then the board will get bigger and bigger and you'll have like tunnels that you've got to build and stuff you know they'll, they'll add more depth to it so i think it could be if it's like a puzzly game then i think it could be fun yeah all right, that's January 16th. On January 18th is Hunt Together. This is another one I didn't know about. I think you said it was on the Upload VR thing. Yeah. I didn't bother to watch that because the audio was so bad. I just flicked through and found like the yeah. stuff that looked interesting, which after an hour and 40 minutes, there was about five games, so yeah. Yeah, you didn't waste your time there. This is co-op. Um, it's like a 1v1... Oh, it's one v one. So you, you one's a ghost and the other one's like a hunter, and the ghost is obviously trying to kill the hunter and is trying to kill the ghost. And I think there's like a four v one mode as well, which I don't. I think it said it's like a hide and seek thing, which I'm guessing you just 
and maybe like a prop hunt thing. I don't know. Don't really say much details. It looks all right. It looks like a quest game, really, mostly. Um, yeah. But I like the concept. I think it could be cool to play if you've got friends to play with. On the same day, January 18th, is Bulletstorm VR, unless it gets delayed again. This is a new trailer where they show that you can play as a woman, too. Yeah, because there's some VR-specific levels that they're bringing out. So they've got the main campaign, which is the flat campaign, and then they've got, like, two new levels that are going to be VR exclusive that you can't even play out of VR. So that could be cool. And you've got, like, a new character, new weapons and stuff. So, yeah, it looks good. This is one of the best. I think this will be, based on what we know, this is probably one of the most anticipated games for me because I played. I didn't play all the first. Well, look, I didn't play all the first game, like the, the non-VR game. So most of it's going to be new to me, and gameplay is just really fast and fun and silly and over the top, and yeah, it's good. All right, then in January is Tomb Explorer. I played the demo yeah, of this. It, it was okay. I missed this one actually on my on my list. I didn't actually see this one. Right. It might have been delayed before, so I don't know, it might happen again. I'm not sure if it's really going to come out in January. Yeah, I played the demo. demo. It was yeah. it was okay. Nothing yeah. amazing. After you know, like games like Asgard's Wrath Two and shit, I don't know if a game like this. Well, I mean, for PC people, maybe. it's a different game. I mean, it's 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 more like Lara. It's kind of like the old school Lara Croft games, I guess, without yeah. combat. Yeah. So you you're having to like explore tombs and solve puzzles and avoid traps and stuff and. It looks cool. Oh, there is some combat actually. Okay. Yeah, the yeah, trailer looks some... better than the demo that I played. Definitely. Yeah, the, the the demo was very basic, so from what I'm seeing, it looks like they've expanded on it a lot. So, yeah, it could be good, actually. It, it'll be very indie, but it should still be fun. Yeah, uh, so in February is Bootstrap Island, which you've played. Yeah, there's a demo you can play it if you wanted to. Oh, there's a demo? I didn't even know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's all right. It's it's It's, um... It's a rogue light or rogue light. I can never remember which one. But you start on this island, you wake up, and then you've got to survive as long as you can. And it's apparently it's designed for like short. It's not like a where you're going through like with bosses and stuff. It's like a short thing where you you're not you're never really going to survive for very long. I don't really know. I like the demo. I like what they're doing with it. I'm just not sure how they're going to expand on what they've got like to make it interesting because. It did take long before I saw everything that was in the demo. So unless they've got a lot of new mechanics, because they are they're bringing it out to early access as well. It's not going to be the full release, so I don't know how much more is going to be in the early access version. And obviously, it's going to be like gradually built up over time. So I think it's interesting, but I'm not like super excited for this one. Did you not get far in Memories from Beyond the Coral Sea? Did you get off the first island? Uh, no, because. I found out that it didn't have a save system and it was like three hours long. And I was like, there's no way I'm playing this for three hours straight. Okay. So I've been waiting for them to put a save system and I've just never done it unless they've done it, unless they've updated it since then. Hmm. Right. I, did, I, was I, I ask, checked. I was going to ask what you like more, but it sounds like Bootstrap then. Bootstrap's good. Like the mechanics are really good, like the graphics are good. It's just the gameplay loop. It's like it's one of those loop games, you know, where you're just constantly doing. I don't like roguelites. So that's my problem. I don't like just redoing the same thing over and over. All right. In Q1 is Arcan Age. We've already talked about this yeah. game. Looks good. Yeah. Then another 
Q1 game is underdogs. All I know is this is a melee game in a mech, and yeah, I don't really know again what the, what the overall gameplay loop is. I know you. It looks like you're in arenas or something, and you're like, I like what they're doing with the like because it's like um you're inside a mech, and then your hands are controlling the robot's arms. Yeah. Like as you move your arms in real life, the big you've got these big mech arms that are going to be like next to you. I think that could be really cool. Um, I just don't know what you actually do other than just fight things in it. I don't know if there's more yeah. to it. So if you're just fighting an arena, I'm just not going to be into it. Yeah, I'm the same. All right, Q2 is the burst. We've played the demo, and we both yep. liked it. Yep. I think so it's going to be good. This new trailer, so I remember in the demo, it was a girl, it was a girl voice, and she was like, you know, like Eastern European or some shit. And in the trailer, it's a guy who kind of talks like this. So they've changed it. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was a it? totally different voice. Oh, because I know there's a guy who talks in your ear like an ear, like a ear over, voiceover, like who's talking in your ear. So maybe mm -hmm. it's Wait, him. Did he? Does he sound like that? I don't remember. I can't remember. I can't remember. Unless it's yeah. another guy, another character in the game. I don't know. But it'd be All weird right. for them to change the character to a different one. Yeah. Uh, so, only other thing I have is that Into the Radius Two was announced. It's but it's only coming out in uh, 2024. That's all we, yeah, know. we don't know when, and we only have still images. Yeah. So oh, there's, have... there's a trailer. I've, I've, oh, there is. I didn't see a trailer. I've got a trailer on my video. Which oh, I found. you do? Think so. Unless it's the still... first game. I found a. I only saw a trailer of the first game. Oh, maybe it was the first game. Whatever. Anyway, it's gonna be the same game at multiplayer. Basically, it looks identical almost. Yeah. So if you liked Into the Radius, you're gonna like it. If you didn't, you're not. And I didn't like Into the Radius, so I'm not sure. I'll try it because of co-op. Like that'll make me want to try it more. Mm -hmm. Um, this is another one of these really hardcore like everything you, you, you've got to maintain you go and clean it you've got to like buy stuff and so you've got to you've got to buy an empty magazine and then you've got to like literally put individual bullets into the magazine that sort of stuff it's really hardcore it's like a store it's like, i've never played stalker but apparently this is basically like stalker in vr so if you like that then you'll like the the new one yeah i i played the first one a couple times and just didn't really understand it because the tutorial is like are... 40 minutes long or something yeah it's one of those ones where i'm like i need to go back and try it again but i forget about it so i just never do i've tried it three times because it keeps getting up it kept getting updates so i kept trying it kept having to do that re that introduction uh tutorial again and then i'd get like oh i can't be bothered go back <laughs> come back to it and then have to do the tutorial again because i'd forgotten everything because like it, there's so many different controls and stuff and things to learn and I feel like they'd be better off kind of like putting you in the game, getting you to do something, and then gradually introducing you to all these elements rather than here's all the elements that you need to know. Now go and do the thing. It's just kind of like a bit overwhelming to remember everything. Yeah. All right, that's it. Yeah, I think it's been a great year, actually, for VR. I think we've had a great, like when you think about what we've had throughout the year, we've had the PSVR 2 in, was it March? We've had quest 3 later on in the year we've had 
so many great like we've had more triple a vr games this year than any any year before we've had gran turismo 7 resident evil 8 horizon call of the mountain resident evil 4 uh, assassin's creed um vr asgard's wrath 2 like, there's been some really good games this year actually when you think about what we've had um you're definitely better than last year yeah i think it's been the the best year, I think, overall. Like, the amount of releases, the quantity, the quality. I think it's been great. I think we've had a lot. And then, like with my video, I did that video showing what was coming up, and I think there's still a decent amount to look forward to as well. Like, there's not... I make a video every year where I showcase all the new games coming out for the year, and this is the one which has had the most in it. There's 49 games that I talk about in this video. Normally, there's, like, 30-odd. Mm. So, there seems to be a lot in development, a lot of stuff that looks cool and interesting and yeah i think vr's kind of just i think we'll see a lot more stuff that we don't even know about as well like there's stuff that sony will announce throughout the year that will come out for psvr2 and there's more quest stuff hopefully on the way yeah it's, i think vr's in a good place i think it's pretty good yeah i don't have anything else to add that's it enjoy your ball drop a ball drop, it'll yeah, get there eventually. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. It'll happen one day. Yeah, one day. All right, thank All you right. for listening, everybody. Happy New Year, and uh, we'll see you in a month. Happy New Year. Bye. Bye.